It is time for the WrestleMania Takeover Edition of the WWE Podcast Mailbag. And for the second week in a row, we have Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan here to respond to all of your messages, all of your emails. I'll be doing the voicemails, and it's great to have them back for two weeks in a row. So what are we waiting for? Let's get everything started right now. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Alright everybody, welcome to the WWE podcast the wrestlemania takeover edition of the mailbag thank you so much for joining me here we will get to mr and mrs casual wrestling fan the very beloved and often requested duo of mr and mrs casual wrestling fan will be joining us in just a couple of minutes i'll get all the voicemails out of the way there's not a lot there's not a lot of that guy so if you're tired of hearing my voice and you just want to skip to them be my guest but there's not a lot of voicemails this week and i really appreciate both Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan who were able to really take a lot of the, the the weight off of my shoulders this week in a very exhausting week if you're a content creator. <clears throat> and really, if you're just a listener, there's just too much content to consume. So many podcasts, so many episodes, so much coverage, so many angles. And I appreciate everybody who's taking their time out of the day to just listen to us and give us a chance. I know we had a lot of listeners come on board the last few days and over the weekend because of WrestleMania. We had record downloads. And it's uh, really just an awesome thing to see and uh, continue to see this podcast grow. And we're going to continue to do more video. Video is on TikTok. If you want to join us there at uh, the WWE podcast on TikTok, we have a few thousand followers there. And we're going to be continuing to add more content. And uh, also on Patreon, if you want to join us there, many of you did over the weekend. You can join us for a dollar and that gets you into into the uh, into the, the, the family there and you can Get all the ad shows, head-free shows that you can possibly want, hundreds of them for a dollar, as well as Discord and everything else. So um, many tiers available there. Video is on Patreon as well, if you go up to the SmackDown tier. And on our website, uh, many of you have joined us there, too. It's been a great weekend on WWEpodcast.com. You can join us for our um, for our ad-free audio and video there as well. Just go VIP on our website right there, and um, you can also... Support the show by going to our Amazon link, which is right in the middle of the page on our website. Just a big red button, and it uh, kicks back a little bit of whatever you buy to the show. And I really would uh, appreciate anybody who does Amazon shopping as I do. I use my own link to give myself a little bit of a kickback. So, all right. Well, it is time to get to the beloved voicemails. We're going to get to the voicemails, and we're going to start off with Sharon from Israel. Let's see what he's got to say. Hello, Matt. This is Shuron from Israel. Yes, this is not a mistake. This is Shuron. I am the younger brother of Sharon. I took over his phone. I hope you are not mad about that. So, I watched WrestleMania and it was quite... Well, I've got to say that in the last days, uh, again, understand how much wrestling is important in my life. I mean, you have to see right now, I'm like doing like a workout with my dog. She have like a surgery. And 
I was really like really worried about this surgery and about this medical thing. And I saw WrestleMania and I saw Raw and I heard the music of uh, Cody Rhodes a few times. And it made me so much excited and it gave me energy. And it was really like a narcotic thing to me, like some kind of a drug or a alcohol that you take and it makes me feel different thing. I don't know, maybe it sounds kind of weird, but yeah, wrestling for me is many times like something that uh, makes me like all another man. Um, yes, uh, I gotta say that I think that EC WrestleMania was one of the greatest WrestleManias. It was one of the worst WrestleManias. I'm really, really split about my opinions with WrestleMania, so what I'm gonna do now that I'm going to say like a few opinions about this WrestleMania, free bad, free good, and I'm going to do it like one bad, one good, one bad, one good, and it's going to be a little bit longer, but this is <laughs> WrestleMania week, this is WrestleMania weekend. This is the WrestleMania podcast WWE. This is the WrestleMania voicemail. And this is the WrestleMania opinions on WrestleMania. And I hope you will be extremely WrestleMania generous with me. And if not, I will just uh, WrestleMania the hell out of you. I think I used the... The word WrestleMania pretty good. You can use it as a verb. You can, you can, you can use it as an adjective. I mean, this is like grammarly, right? So, yeah. So, this is like my WrestleMania opinions. First of all, this WrestleMania made you understand that WWE as the force to bring back superstars, the greatest superstars, any moment they want. Steve Austin, Cody Rhodes, even you can say that Vince McMahon was the return of a big superstar, Triple H, The Undertaker. I mean, they did it like, I think like they paid a lot of money, but you could understand that how much force does the WWE have, and it's nice to see it. But from the other side, and this is the bad thing, you understood that WWE put a lot of effort in bringing people that we just don't need. I'm talking about celebrities. In this WrestleMania, we had like three and a half celebrities. We had Pat McAfee. We had Johnny Knoxville. We had Logan Paul. And we had a cameo of uh, Logan Stevens. Steve, uh, Gable Steve? Yeah, Gable Stevenson. I don't know exactly what was his name. But all of them, I see them as celebrity. I see them not even as a part-timer, like one-timers. And I think it will be... I don't know why they put them in the WWE events. It's like... It's really weird. And I don't think that we really need them. It makes the superstars look weird and bad. They don't really know how to wrestle. I mean, I don't care how much they will put an effort, they will still don't be good, so 
no to celebrity matches anymore, but I have a feeling that Nexus Mania will be like just celebrity matches. Think about it. And the second opinions, it's about the women. And the good thing that the women are legitimate. We had three women matches, all of them about championships. We had heroes of WrestleMania that were like one match of the women's, and this match was a bikini match. And also, like, we have two reasons in a row that the women match is the best match in WrestleMania. And it's great to see how much potential and how much work and how much thing they can do. And good for them. Really happy for Bianca Belair that she is growing to be the superstar we see right now. But the thing that I see, the bad thing that we know about the women, we told, we said about this something in the last week, but I saw it now and it was really bad, is the fact that the WWE has no creativity when it comes to women. They say like, championship, 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 that's it. We have nothing else to give you. And it really looks bad. Because if you think about it, if you are not a contender on the championship, you have nothing to do in the women division. And it's really bad because you see that how much women are talented, how much interesting things they have, how much potential they have. And to put all of them in an eight-man tag team match, and like there are no there are women that didn't was in WrestleMania even. We're talking about Alexa Blitz, we're talking about I mean the new ones from NXT, they are new but still like why don't you put them in WrestleMania? It was weird, it was really weird. You didn't like it. The third thing that I want to say it's this WrestleMania showed us the WWE didn't lose its power and even add more power than before. After two WrestleManias with little crowd and no crowd, we had this WrestleMania, we had 70 plus thousand people, and you saw the people how much were waiting for WrestleMania, and you saw the people, although there is AEW and Lawrence McDown, there are not so creativity. I mean, WrestleMania was a great success. And it was great to see it. And I think the WWE have still the power to be one of the sports, one of the greatest sports brands in the world. Not even sport entertainment, but sport brand. Um, this is like a good thing. But the bad thing, that you understood that WWE have a big problem with understanding what they need to do in WrestleMania. We saw so many matches that the year before were mid-card. The mid-card championship weren't in the WrestleMania days. The biggest WrestleMania match ever was so little. And uh, I got to say that I don't know what will be next WrestleMania. I mean... I guess it will be like Roman Reigns against other opponent, but then it makes like all the 12 matches of Roman Reigns this year 
like irrelevant because you know that he will win and no one will be a contender against him and I really hope that they would find like a decent program for Cody Rhodes I'm really happy that he came back but I'm also really scared that WWE won't know what to do with him and uh, yeah I mean after this WrestleMania I feel like kind of exciting like the stable of Edge like the return of Cody Rhodes like new opponents for uh, Reigns but I'm also scared because I once again understand the WWE has great problems and I don't know if someone want to manage those problems yes so this was my Wrestlemania review I hope you are fine I hope you will have some rest after this intense day and a happy Wrestlemania holiday see you in Wrestlemania Backlash by WWE Podcast alright Sharon thank you so much or, or, or Sharon, or Sean I'm not sure who you are uh, yeah, I guess you are the, the brother of, uh, of Sharon and Whoever you are, um, obviously, guys, playing on the whole Ezekiel Elias storyline. Pretty well done. Well done, uh, Sharon. So first of all, let me address the fact that, yes, I know this is a long voicemail. Okay. And I put a limit, everybody, of three minutes. And I am staying by that. However, I don't know if Sharon was aware of it. I'm, you know, he does adhere to the rules and he's a very consistent contributor. So those of you that are out there like, wait, this is way beyond three minutes. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, Sharon. I played this for you because I love you. You're uh, really uh, fun to listen to, and I do enjoy hearing from you every week. But but starting next week, everybody, please keep it to three minutes um, just because it's not fair to everybody else who does have a three-minute limit on the uh, the voicemail uh, number that we send in. And it, can t- it makes the show move a little bit faster. So I know those of you out there, wait a minute, he's way beyond three minutes. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but it's also WrestleMania season. We're just about out of it. And uh, given it was re- just WrestleMania, I'm also going to let it slide for one show. Uh, and, and Sharon, thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your day to, to call in. And, um, you know, next time, just so it's fair for everybody, um, three minutes, three minutes. It's like three minute warning. You guys remember that? Like Eric Bischoff it was Rosie and Jamal. Maybe I should just like, maybe that'll be like the new logo of the show or something for the mailbag. It's just like Rosie and Jamal. So, uh, all right. So, Sharon, let me address a few of the things that you mentioned here. Uh, I can't address everything uh, just because of the, the length. However, however, uh, the women's uh, matches, and you mentioned it's great for the women. They're on the show, uh, competing for championships, multi-women matches. Well, I agree, and it is great for them. Now, I, I would like to, for us to get past the point of, I mean, I don't mean you and I. I mean the collective us, the fans as a whole. To look at this, to look at any pay-per-view and be shocked by how many matches are on the card for the women. We need to to use the overused term. I hate to use this word because it's it's used in a lot of contexts I don't like, but it's apl- applicable here. Normalize the women being a consistent and regular and multi-match presence on any card. That said, you know, they... I don't think that every match that the women have need to be for a championship. Why can't we have 
women's matches that are grudge matches, personal feuds. Every women's match on WrestleMania was for the women's a women's championship of some sort. And like you said, putting four teams that really aren't four teams to create a tag team division that didn't really exist and is all just kind of smoke and mirrors, of which you've already seen one of the teams fall apart this past week with Kamala and Zelina Vega. So, you know, that's not a real division, but it was better than them being put at a senseless battle royal, which oftentimes in you know in years past they've just thrown everybody that doesn't have a match into this senseless battle royal that doesn't do anything or have any real consequence for winning or losing it. That's better than nothing. And but that said, you know, on top of that, you also look at the mid tier championships that you talked about. There weren't any mid tier championship matches on the card. How do you do that? How is that? I don't know. Uh, but moving on to your message or your question about the celebrities, I'm never a fan of celebrities almost ever being a part of WrestleMania or any show almost ever. Now there are rare exceptions in which they outperform bad bunny last year, set the bar insanely high. I think Logan Paul did, did okay to good. And you know, the fact that he didn't sell like 18 finishers, he got hit on him was a bit of a problem for me. And I understand that the crossover audience has got 25 million subscribers on YouTube, blah, 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 blah. I understand all that, which is really the only reason he's on the show is because the number of subscribers he has that he can help cross over into the WWE eyes, right? Like maybe bring over a bit of a crossover audience, all that kind of thing. It's smart on WWE's part, given how large of a fan base Logan Paul has, even if he's completely insufferable and you don't like him on a personal level of which I don't. I mean, you come out there wearing a six, what was, what was like a $6.2 million Pokemon card, grade 10, something that is the most valuable Pokemon card in the entire world. And he's wearing that around his neck. I understand he's a heel, but that's just, I mean, it's just, um, it's a, it's an embarrassment of riches is what it is. And I'm, but in general, see, I'm going down the rabbit hole here. Sharon, I'm not a fan of the um, of celebrities in general. As a general rule of thumb, they have more often than not been embarrassing, and more often than not, they get the victory over the baby faces, or they're trying to be portrayed as baby faces, even though the crowd boos them, and they still get the victory at WrestleMania. More often than not, not all the time. We've seen celebrities lose at WrestleMania before. We have seen it, but uh, yeah, I'm never a fan of it. But I know why they do it. I understand they're trying to maximize the exposure of the WrestleMania show. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. But um, yeah, so Sharon, thank you so much, buddy. Hope all is well. Hope your dog uh, continues to recover from surgery and uh, we will be chatting next week. Okay. Not all guys. Like I said, we don't have a whole lot of voicemails, but uh, let's see what DJ's got to talk about here. And it, guys, his, vid- his voicemail is just a touch over three minutes. It's uh, I think it's like four minutes long. So I'm really trying to adhere to the three minute. I really, really am guys. And, um, Maybe uh, maybe I'll just start cutting you guys off and be a total D-bag, right? Just at three minutes, no matter what you're saying, I'll cut you off mid-sentence. Maybe if I turn heel, I'll do that. You know, maybe once I turn heel, that'll be my new rule. All right, let's see what DJ's got to say. Hello, WWE Podcast World. This is DJ Kuzmo back at it again on your mailbag show. Coming to you live once again on a Tuesday evening. And we have survived the two-night event called WrestleMania 38, and it was the most stupendous, the most stupendous event that took place down in Dallas, Texas, of course, home of the Texas Rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin, and man, oh man, did he make his appearance felt not just in 
night one, giving Kevin Owens the stunner, but coming on in night two and giving good old Vince McMahon one of the most, oh my goodness, worst stunners that we have ever seen. But before I get to that, I want to give a quick shout out to the myth, the legend, none other than Samoa Joe, Samoa freaking Joe over the course of this past weekend. Samoa Joe made his debut on the Ring of Honor Supercard, and of course, Ring of Honor has been acquired by AEW, so you know what that means, folks. Samoa freaking Joe is all elite. Let's go, Joe. Let's go, Joe. And man, oh man, I can't wait to see when he shows up this coming Wednesday night on Dynamite to talk about why he is all elite. But now, Let's get back to WWE. And of course, like I said, it was the most stupendous WrestleMania 38 with Stone Cold Steve Austin and the debut return of Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. And of course, we had Wee Man, that's right, Wee Man, giving none other than Sami Zayn one of the most hilarious body slams that I ever saw. But now, now that the coast has been clear and WrestleMania is behind us, it is now time for the Monday Night Raw. That very Monday Night Raw. And of course, my boy, my guy, Veer Mahan finally showed up on the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. And man, oh man, first, I really thought that he was coming to the aid of the Mysterios because it was just a quick squash match of the Miz dominating Dominique Mysterio. But then he came to attack Dominique, and then of course he gave Rey Mysterio the clothesline. And man, he is here. Fear Mahan back on Monday Night Raw. But I gotta say, I gotta say, Veer Mahan has one of the most handsomest. Uh, here that you could ever see in professional wrestling. I don't know what shampoo he uses, but man, do I want to have a lot of hair like Veer Mahan. But enough of the Veer Mahan stuff now that he's on none other than WWE Monday Night Raw. I want to also just quickly talk about, uh, just want to rant about this guy. First of all, Speaking of here, you have a guy coming out that looks like the most generic wrestler X to come back and make his return or debut, whatever. And I'm talking about a guy that looks like Elias. Is that Elias? Or Ezekiel? Oh no! Oh, I, I am, I am Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. It doesn't matter what your name is. We all know that you are Elias. I don't know what the hell is WWE Creative doing with this. It is absolute garbage, and I, 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 I don't wish nothing bad for this guy. But this gimmick is dead in the water. After the many months, after the many what feels like years that we haven't seen Elias, you have him come back as a guy named Ezekiel. What the crap is that? And how did we get to this point? Explain yourself, WWE. But other than that, I don't want to prolong this little rant. Shout out to everybody that was in the Discord chat. I will talk to you all next week. This is DJ Kuzmo signing off. All right. Well, DJ, good to hear you, buddy. Glad that you're uh, back on a consistent basis. And, okay, let me address a few things here. First of all, yeah, the, uh, Ezekiel, not Ezekiel. Uh, Virmahan's hair, I can't help you. Okay hairdressers would make exactly zero dollars from me okay i i have 
terrible hair genetics. At like 25, my hair just started receding. I'm like, what the what what the hell's going on? Okay, so um, I guess that's more of a conversation for WWE After Dark, WWE Podcast After Dark, which <laughs> I've actually gotten a lot of responses from you guys about uh, wanting to do something like that about After Dark, where it's explicit, just maybe off the cuff, and things that I normally wouldn't talk about on this podcast that I bring up. And uh, anyway, yeah, so. Interesting. Maybe I'll, I really am considering that because that would be a fun thing to do maybe on just once a week. I don't have the time for a daily podcast on that at all, but maybe once a week for like 20, 30 minutes, I do a, a podcast after dark where it's uh, not for the kids, right? Put the kids and, and wives to bed because it could get a little uh, dicey, so to speak. I don't know. I'm really considering it. The more I talk about it, the more I'm getting uh, the motivation to do it. Anyway, so that's a topic for another more adult version of this show, but um so the American nightmare. Yeah, he's back. I, I, I got to say that I'm, I am a little bit just like Sharon and yourself. I'm, I'm a bit concerned about what they do with him, how they how they uh, move forward forward with him. I mean, I know they had him open up the biggest raw of the year of raw after mania, which, by the way, doesn't feel like the raw after mania anymore. And they seem to be full steam ahead with him, given the fact that his mission statement was to go after the WWE Universal Championship, the Undisputed Universal Championship, whatever the hell that is. It's going to be interesting, though. Does WWE consider this one championship? Or since Roman has two belts, does he defend two belts? And then maybe he drops one and it's really not unified anymore. It's split back. Like, how does this work? You know, I I do wonder. I do wonder how this all works. Um, You know, that said, I, I think Cody has done good so far. He likes to use his big words, okay, and, and that may not resonate very well with a with the audience if he continues to try to use big words to make himself appear intelligent. And sometimes I think that can be more heelish than anything. But that said, he's connected so far. He's bringing up his past with his dad. That obviously is the first thing everybody thinks about. Is the uh, American dream? Now he's the American nightmare. Wonderful. But um, okay, so. Let's move on here. The second thing here is Wee Man Body Slam. That that may have been the only thing that I was okay with during the entire uh, show or the entire match with uh, Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Again, it's it wasn't an embarrassment of of not well executed. It was a well executed gag match. There's a difference. Like when you're trying to execute something and it comes off as of something totally different, then it's embarrassing. But if you're executing something and you intend it to come off the way it did, then I guess you successfully implemented the gag match. But the body slam from Wee Man was actually kind of funny. Veer Mahan, I guess I, we already mentioned. Ezekiel. The, the last thing I'll mention here, uh, DJ, is Ezekiel. Now, I see, I, I'd imagine that most people want to talk about Ezekiel today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like. Some people are just meant to have beards, I think. And it's very striking when they don't. And all of a sudden you see them and you're like, whoa, I, okay, I see why you grew that beard. It, his his face is just I, 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 weird. And then his hair that he's... He looks like an indie wrestler. It's like an indie wrestler we've never seen before that came up with a generic look. No real gimmick. He doesn't say a lot. He's got a big body. He's muscular, but almost no personality and he's kind of like a he looks like he's a very very rough work in progress like they don't know really what he's going to be yet so he just kind of they just kind of throw him out there as wrestler x like ezekiel is just wrestler x from the indies that's what he looks like it's not good he has not progressed he's regressed back to like you know as foundationally boring as you can possibly be just generic wrestler x it's like if you're if you're playing a wwe video game you go to the creation suite and you create a wrestler and they have just this generic person. 
that you get to just you get to do what you want with that hair, you know, their attire, their boots, their everything. It looks like that very first person that that you have where it's just you start from scratch. <laughs> That's what he is like. They just looked at the creation suite and they're like, oh, wait, before you do anything to that, uh, to your character, that's who Ezekiel is. It's very weird. And uh, he had no personality either. None. Oh, and Samoa Joe. He is in Ring of Honor, as you know, as you just mentioned, uh, DJ. He is Ring of Honor's own by AEW, Tony Khan. So thereby meaning he is all elite. Yes. And if anybody hasn't seen, I don't know the names of the people that Samoa Joe faced, but somebody came out. This is embarrassing myself here. Somebody came out and uh, just tore Samoa Joe apart in kind of like a rap. I don't know the names of the people that were coming down the ramp. It was I saw it on TikTok. It was pretty funny. They tore down Samoa Joe pretty good, talking about his injuries, how he's always, you know, and, and even during the time he was in NXT as champion, the ratings when he was champion were not as good as AEW. Like, there's it's, it's some good stuff. So, all right. We got a couple more voicemails, guys. And then we will be off to Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan, who have a nearly two-hour response to you guys for post-WrestleMania 38. So uh, let's get to those final few voicemails. Hey, it's Kyle from Baltimore. So uh, then we have you know, WrestleMania tonight as well for um, you know night two for Sunday. Which is tonight. So I don't know what's going to happen, but for last night, though, I want to get to two, two matches. I thought those were the best matches of the entire show last night. And that was Becky and Bianca. And surprisingly, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Now, for that, I've been saying for weeks, like, I don't know how people would have reacted to Cody Rhodes. I'm still mad. I won't. Look, for me, I'll never be a Cody Rhodes fan, but I have to say that was a great match. What are you going to do after? How How is it going to be presented on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night? We'll see. That's a, that's a whole other question. It's how they're going to receive him as a top star after beating Seth Rollins. It was a great match, too, surprisingly. And the Becky Bianca, it was a great match. And the Bianca won. I'm always satisfied with that. I said it honestly here, but I said to myself, if anyone's going to defeat Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks, I wanted to beat someone equally that I like. That I like. The Bianca defeated Sasha last year. She defeated Becky last night. So I was okay with it. I like Bianca Belair. I think she's going to be a, she's a great champion. And I like, I really enjoy her work. And it was a great match. Should have been a main event. Well, no, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Um, I said it should be made of that, but it kind of should have. This is the best match of the, of the show, in my opinion. Um, but that's just it. Thanks for a call. We'll see what happens, like I said, tonight, because I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll, I'll, we'll figure out when, when it happens, because, you know. But that is it. Thanks for a call. Bye. Hey, Kyle. So, yeah, I mean, Becky Lynch and Bianca, they killed it. A lot of people are looking at that as the best match of the entire pay-per-view, and I know that many of you, including yourself, feel that it should have been the main event of WrestleMania on night one. Well, while I do agree it was the best match, maybe of the entire pay-per-view, arguably, the main event doesn't always have to be the best match from a from a physical standpoint. And I think, unfortunately, over the last five to ten years, WWE Creative has been so inept that they've just leaned on the wrestlers to give them great matches to cover up and mask the fact that they don't have great creative stories, meaning they don't have a great story arc. They don't know where they're going half the time. You don't know who's who, if it's a heel or baby face, or they flip so many times you don't care, or they don't do enough character development for you to get invested in a character for them, for you to care about whether they win or lose. 
that's at the central part of wrestling that I think over the last five to ten years, you can make an argument for longer than that, <clears throat> that we have lost. And creative has been so inept that we just now we just look at it and, well, how good of a match was it? Was it really good? Was it a five star match? Well, that should have been the main event. No. I mean, I again, I would argue that Stone Cold returning in, in his First match in 19 years is the main event of WrestleMania. I don't care what the hell else is going on in WrestleMania. You have your biggest star of pro wrestling coming back in his first match in nearly 20 years. Yeah, that's the main event of WrestleMania, period. It doesn't always have to be, in my mind, the five-star match. It doesn't have to be the wrestling classic that is the, the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, from a technical standpoint, the match with Stone Cold and, and Kevin Owens wasn't anywhere near the quality from, from that lens of Bianca and Becky, no doubt. But it's not about the quality of the match. It's about the characters. It's about the, the crowd reaction. And you, look, the crowd reaction for Stone Cold was the biggest of the entire pay-per-view. So I think that was a, a win there. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I would agree, though. I would agree that they had the best match of the uh, probably the entire pay-per-view. And I know that you called in before night two. Now that you've seen night two, I wonder what your thoughts are on night two. But um, yeah, so thanks, Kyle. Let's get to... Uh, couple more voicemails, and we'll throw it over to Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan. Hello, everybody. This is Memphis Mark. Wait a minute. No, this is Memphis Mark's younger brother, Tennessee Ted. Uh, anyway, no one's talking about Triple H dropping the, 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 the hammer when he put the boots down in the ring. That's a big ordeal. I was wondering your opinion. Uh, there was a lot of Twitter and Instagram rambling a few weeks ago about Randy possibly uh, touching a, uh, a woman's personal puppy. And uh, it, I just noticed that when you look at the Hall of Fame, um, he's with the puppy holder. Uh, just didn't know if anybody noticed that. Uh, I love the, uh, the uh, Hall of Fame induction. Um, Rick Steiner, I didn't know if uh, a lot of people knew this, uh, when he was doing his thanking, he thanked the Cherokee uh, school board, and, and he's a realtor now. But that's that's what it is. He's a realtor, and he uses Rick Steiner as his uh, name instead of Rick uh, Rickensteiner, I believe it is. Um, and when he ran for the, the uh, school board, they uh, he used Rick Steiner. They disqualified him for that. He re-ran as a write-in candidate with his right name and won. Just thought that was kind of fun. Uh, taker. Could the taker not sell you a condo or a timeshare? He, he looks so comfortable in that position. I can see him going into motivational speaking uh, or something after that. I mean, he was, uh, extremely good. I thought that Vince, um, really really showed that he was getting emotional and he got the hell out of there uh, so he could go back and watch, I'm sure. But you could tell the emotions between the two. And uh, the Boogeyman, that's where I met Mark back in the days when he was running with the Boogeyman, uh, back when both of them were starting out. So uh, uh, I thought that was real legit. Uh, Mark's gotten real straight-laced here in the last few years. And uh, Boogeyman, I think, is still the Boogeyman. Uh, so uh, I thought that was really good. Um, anyway, guys, y'all have a great night uh, from um, uh, Mullet Manor out here. And remember to stay and neuter. Oh, wait a minute. It's uh, That's right. It's Tennessee Ted. Uh, well, then I guess uh, I'm out. Tennessee Ted, thanks for calling in. For the first time ever, you're hearing Tennessee Ted. 
welcome to the show. You'll have to tell Memphis Mark, your your older brother, to uh, come back on next week. Boy, everybody's taking advantage of this Ezekiel thing, aren't we? <laughs> it's probably going to get worse as it goes on. I don't see this getting better next week or the week after, unless he starts to grow his beard back in and they give him personality. I don't know. Weird. But uh, Triple H with his boots in the ring. I'm really glad you brought that up. We haven't spent a whole lot of time on it here because there's been a million different other things going on. So, number one, I thought the entrance was insanely long. Um, Deservingly so. I mean, I get it. But as a viewer, you're still kind of impatient. Like, can you talk? Can we move on to the the main event like or or to the actual show? Selfishly, I felt that way. But I also understand the respect that Triple H deserves and having that one more entrance. I would have also have liked, and I mentioned this on my, I don't know what show, sometime last week, that I would have loved to have seen him not wear a suit, just like Taker. Get out of the suit. Can we just see you when you're, you're like, you're just a t-shirt and jeans or I don't know, anything but a suit. The suit is just a constant reminder of you're no longer this character. You know, if you're going to do it one more time, just your entrance, like just get the hell out of the suit. Um, but I thought it was symbolic and him welcoming us, uh, welcoming us to WrestleMania, all that. It's it's fine. And, and uh, you know, Triple H, his career could be dissected and it, it could be an entire show, many, many, many shows on, on this podcast or any other that you could take his career and just pick it apart and really realize the contributions he's made specifically as a heel. I'm not talking about Mr. COO. I'm talking about the, uh, the, the, the game from like 98 to... You know, um, uh, till I don't know mid two thousands when his uh, career started to take more of a kind of I guess off and on approach, and then he became the the corporate kind of I'm here for WrestleMania and maybe once every other SummerSlam, and then he helped obviously face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania thirty and helped get him over. He tried to get Roman over at WrestleMania thirty two, which didn't work. You know, so Triple H has had a hell of a career and his heel run cannot be under or overstated enough. And he is, I think in the same tier as undertaker in terms of respect taker is kind of still the kingpin, but undertaker or a triple H I think is right below him in terms of respect of longevity and what he's contributed to the business. Again, I don't want to dive too deep into triple H cause it's a, it's a deep, deep hole that is deserving to be discussed, but I like the symbolism of him being left in the ring with his boots. Really cool. It's deserving. I also think that while he won't have another match, it's possible we still see a pedigree. I mean, you know, people have asked me that, like, was he really done? Yeah, he's really done. I mean, you have a heart condition. That's not like an injury. It's not like a, you know, an injury that you could possibly heal from. It's a, it's a, some kind of you know, leg injury, arm injury, even neck neck injury. We've seen Edge come back. We've seen Daniel Bryan come back. Hell, we just saw Stone Cold Steve Austin come back. The heart is a different deal, and it's one thing that is. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think he'll be able to recover from that. From what I understand about the 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 medical piece that I've heard from Triple H himself, which he went into great detail on on uh, with Stephen A. Smith a couple of weeks ago or last week. So, anyway. Uh, Memphis Mark, I mean, uh, Tennessee Ted. Thank you, buddy. And yes, Taker could be a motivational speaker. He could be. He he kind of has that look to him, doesn't he? I think a lot of it had to do with the headset he was wearing. A lot of mo- motivational speakers wear those those headset mics. If he had held a, a, you know, a microphone in his hand, I don't think it would have come off as very kind of that motivational type of presentation. But that headset, I mean, Tony Robbins wears it, among others. So I think that added to that kind of motivational speaker presence but 
Yeah, I mean, uh, he he was very well spoken as you'd expect. I I I, I could hear. And listen to his stories as many others could for hours on end. And I, I do expect him to be involved in WWE in some capacity in terms of backstage, of course, backstage, helping with documentaries, maybe a road agent, maybe helping out an NXT uh, from time to time, going down to the Capital City Wrestling Center, that kind of thing. And I, I just I don't see him in any kind of on screen personality role. No way. He's done with that. So. All right. Oh, and and I do think I do think we have not seen our last choke slammer tombstone and for those that read into him saying at the end of his speech never say never let's say never on taker wrestling again okay please i don't want to see taker wrestle again he does not need to do it it's over it's completely over there's no need for it for those that are wondering about the never say never i know it's the most famous saying in all of pro wrestling the entire industry but uh please can we just say never i'm gonna say never <laughs> please leave leave your career be mark uh, not you, um, but uh, Mark uh, Calloway. Okay. Thank you, Tennessee Ted. Let's get to our final voicemail, and then we'll toss it to our emails. Hey, man. It's Justin from Maryland. Uh, sorry for calling in late. I was supposed to call in earlier while I was at work, but I lost track of time, so hopefully I make it on the show. But um, football as well. Just wanted to get my thoughts on a couple of things after WrestleMania. So first is Finn Balor. Um, I don't really understand how WWE is booking him so poorly. He keeps losing the Austin Theory. It's probably like his fourth time being pinned. So I understand why they don't just give Theory the U.S. title. I think that's where they're going, that backlash. And then they're going to try to probably have uh, Finn Balor team with AJ against Edge. So I just don't understand, like, why they're pushing Theory so hard. Like, he just... He's been pending, like, all the mid-card champions, so at this point, like, just give them the uh, U.S. title. Next is MVP and Omos. I kind of had a feeling the MVP was going to turn on Lashley since he hadn't been uh, at ringside with him lately, so I kind of had a feeling that that was going to happen. I'm not really interested in MVP and Omos simply because Omos doesn't really have that many opponents to work with outside of Lashley because, like, there aren't that many... Uh, superstar does like his uh, his size. So after this last review, it'll be interesting to see who he can face next because there aren't that many stars who are, um, you know, like his build. So that's that. Um, the next one I want to talk about is I hadn't re-spoken on him recently, but I'm definitely interested in his heel character. Um, I love his promos, his new look, the song. So my question for you is, where do you think that they're going to go with this? Because there's only one world champion right now, and I don't see Edge feuding with Roman because they're both heels. So what do you think Edge, you know, like, what's the ceiling for this faction? Uh, do you think Edge is just going to, I don't know, uh, you know, dominate Raw? Or what do you think about that? Um, and then lastly is the whole Reigns uh Brock match. Um, it was okay. I definitely thought the Rock was gonna come out but he didn't. So I'm interested to see who Reigns is gonna face at backlash. Um, maybe it's gonna be Drew since no one interrupted him on Raw. I guess his first opponent would be on SmackDown. So I'm not sure, but regardless Reigns is gonna hold the title probably for the rest of the year. So, um I think that's it. Um, before I go, Seth, um, 
I'm just disappointed how many matches he's lost recently. Far about like four or five matches in a row. So I don't know where they're going to go with him and Cody. I think maybe they'll run it back at Backlash. Cause... All right, Justin, got cut off there. Uh, the three minutes automatically happens there with our uh, voicemail system. But uh, got, got you here. So a uh, lot of things here, but let me fire through them as quickly as I can. As far as Seth losing, how many matches he has? Yeah, I mean, Seth, I alluded to this on my Raw review, on my WrestleMania review, and during my conversation last week with Anthony DeMarco that uh, Seth is getting to a point where he needs big victories because while wins and losses don't always matter, when they consistently happen on a big stage to a big character, that that really, I think, undermines the faith you have in that character moving forward because you're always thinking, well, they're just going to lose the big match. Right. And, and a lot of times Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins has Seth needs big victories. He needs them. He needs them often and he needs them quickly to, to reestablish that that kind of uh, that that faith that you have in that character to win a big match. If you're a fan of his or, or if you're not, you, you're wondering, oh, wow, he could actually win. I want my baby face to win. And he's a real threat. You know, he's not right now. And it's it's not good as far as. Um, Roman, who's next? I think Drew McIntyre. I, you know, if that's who's on Smack. If he says he's going to SmackDown, which is all that Raw was, was one big, especially at the end, it was one big promotion for. Hey, uh, you know, thanks for coming, but uh, tune in on Friday. That's when I'll make my real next step. Right? I would have been pissed off if I was in the audience. I got to say, but I think it's Drew. Who the hell else on SmackDown can face him? Nobody. It's got to be Drew. I know they may save that for SummerSlam, but I, I don't know. It's got to be true. There's nobody else unless they're going to recycle somebody that he's already worked with. Um, so that's that. And, and honestly, I know people talk about an injury from Roman. That's why the match was so bad with was or at least under delivered. I, I wouldn't say it was a bad match with Brock at WrestleMania, but it under delivered from their expectation of the biggest WrestleMania match ever. Um, well, even if he was injured, the, the layout of the match was still bad and the outcome was still not good. I mean, it was, it was I don't know, uh, barring the injury. It still was not a good match, even if the injury aside. So as far as Cody, or rather who Edge is going to work with, well, I just gave it away. I think he's going to work with Cody Rhodes. After Seth is done with Cody and Edge is done with AJ, I think Edge moves on to Cody Rhodes. That's what I think is next. I also love Edge's character, heel character. There's some criticism that his heel character is too sharp of a difference. It's just all of a sudden a 90-degree turn. It's too stark of a contrast. Well, so what? It's believable. Edges can convince you of it, of why he changed so quickly. It's a sharp change, but he's so well done on the microphone and such a polished veteran performer that it's believable. And so what if it's a sharp change? It totally makes sense. I love his heel character too. Um, okay, a couple more things, and then we'll close it out here. Not many people that Omas can work with as far as your concerns with MVP. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with a guy like Omas. They've built him to be such a monster that outside of Lashley, who the hell can he face? Uh, Brock Lesnar. I mean, Brock's sitting on his farm now. He's back into uh, Saskatchewan and back in hibernation. God knows when we'll see him again, probably around July for SummerSlam. And so, I mean, MVP aligning with him with Omas is okay. But like you said, yeah, the pool of candidates that Omas can work with to be a believable threat to Omas is very, very small. So does he go to SmackDown? Is there a trade? Does he work with Drew? I mean, like you, you got to think about big, burly guys that he can work with, and this not a big pool. So that is very true. Um, Finn Balor, there's the last thing here. 
I think Finn Balor is there's there's there should be somebody brought up on charges like somebody in creative needs to be brought up on charges for the amount of abuse that Finn Balor has been been um, taking from a creative standpoint over the last several months from losing 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 not being on WrestleMania, getting put in the Battle Royal, wins the United States Championship, not featured anywhere, not given mic time, which is a crime in and of itself because he's so good on the mic. I have no idea what's going on there. I don't know. Uh, they have taken Finn Balor, a, a world-class talent, and really just silenced him and, and pushed him down to a point where he's not uh, – you, you don't expect him to win his matches anymore. Even though he's the United States champion, you don't expect the United States championship to be something that WWE focuses on because they're too busy with whatever else. So, I, I, yeah, it's it's really been a very um, concerning trend with Finn Balor. All right, Justin. Thank you, buddy. Hope all is well with you, too. And I hope you are uh, able to contribute next week. I'm glad you got your voicemail in in time. Me, too. All right. It's time to turn it over to Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan, guys. Last thing, if you want to support the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Use the Amazon link on our website, www.podcast.com. It's a big red button. If you do any shopping, it just kicks back whatever you buy, a very small percentage to the show. You can also go ad-free on Apple Podcasts, 99 cents a month. You can go ad-free on our website. Going VIP on our website uh, is also available. And for a dollar, you get on Patreon. So, all right. Shameless plugs are now over. Let's get to Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan, the main event of the show. I'll be back on Sunday with your weekend review, hopefully with a co-host. So, everybody take care, and I'll talk to you next time. Welcome to the WrestleMania Aftermath Mailbag Takeover Edition. Here with... Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan. And we're back to see what you, the listener, thought about the WrestleMania 38 event or premium live event, as the WWE would like us to say. So I would like to introduce my lovely wife, Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan. How are you doing today, my love? Well, hi, guys. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And we're back here to talk more Wrestlemania isn't that right that's right we're back now I know we gotta talk about Roman Reigns yes we do we have to talk about the tribal chief the head of the table acknowledge him you know we had my little brother over (laughs) for our own Wrestlemania party and even he had to acknowledge the tribal chief. Yes, he did. He had to. And if you watch Raw this past on Monday, when he said Dallas acknowledged me, everybody's hands went up. Well, not everybody, but obviously. But majority of the crowd hands went up with the ones in the air acknowledging your tribal chief. Don't you agree? I totally agree. It was a great match. You know, obviously they got hurt in the match, so it, it we didn't get to see the full capability. But, you know, they built it as the biggest, not the best. So, you know, it was built up big. It was a title unification. Um, let's tune in uh, Friday to see what happens. But next, the Charlotte Ronda. I mean, I know some people wasn't really big fans of that. But I, I thought it was a decent match, didn't you? I liked it. I mean, it was pretty much as expected. And I want to say good on WWE for making the right decision and keeping the belt on Charlotte Flair. 
Ronda. I am happy. Yes, Ronda was not the good pick in this situation, and Mm-mm. I think keeping the belt on Charlotte was a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bianca, Bianca and Becky. I think that once again, I think it was a good decision to put the belt on Becky. I mean, uh, Bianca, excuse me. Great pick. Um, great match. Good match. It was a good match. Good match. I'll give that a you know, comment. People try to compare it to last year, and it's never going to be that. You know, the Sasha Bianca, that that's a classic that will live in history. But, you know, they had a great match, and, you know, hey, new champ. But, you know, we got to talk about the match that... I know a lot of people don't really like comedy in their wrestling, but the Johnny Knoxville Sami Zayn match for me was hilarious. What about you? <laughs> it was borderline funny. I mean, it was a, annoying, you know, in some specs of it. But, hey, I understand. And it could possibly, in some aspects, not have been quite appropriate for kids younger. I agree with that. Yeah, that would have been a great time to warn some parents. But other than that, it was great. I mean, it it is wrestling, though. So, hey, that's to be expected. That comes with, you know, the universe. Exactly. And I'll say this. You know, it was funny to me as a grown adult. You know, I laughed. It was hilarious. I rewatched the match. It, hey, knee slapping. It was what night two needed to kind of lift it up and i know a lot of people didn't really like the match and it, you know it was comedy obviously the the um, rat huge rat trap didn't obviously pin Sami Zayn. but come on guys use your imagination it was funny okay that was funny because you know you, know, you could obviously see and Sami Zayn, it was to, great and we have to give Sami Zayn credit for one thing yes he put over these jackass stars but he beat them up he did. He gave them stiff shots to the face. Yeah, he he sold for them, but he made them pay for it. So good on Sami Zayn for making them pay. But we're going to get right into your emails because guess what? You, the listener, wants to tell us here on the WrestleMania Aftermath Mailbag Takeover Show what you think, your rants, your comments, your opinions. And we're going to start first with Kyle from Detroit, Michigan. Shout out to Kyle from Detroit, Matt already sent it to us, fresh, fresh from the email inbox. And we're going to get to your letter right now in three, two, one. Hello again, Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan. And hello, WWE podcast family. This is none other than Kyle from Detroit, Michigan. Whoop. Back at it again on your way Sorry, DJ. That's your thing, man. Just playing. Man, I am exhausted from all the wrestling I've had to digest over the last four days. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to consume. But what is worth it? Was it worth it? 1,000%. What in in the Mrs. voice? Awesome. Awesome. WrestleMania 38. (laughs) I loved it. I gave the entire show... Both nights combined an 8 out of 10. Night 1 was an 8.5 out of 10. And night 2 was a 7.5 out of 10. Night 1 impressed me with some really good wrestling and storytelling. And night 2 was just plain fun. I did learn something about myself too while watching. And that is the fact that I have no idea how to predict these matches and their outcomes. LOL. I don't know how to do it. Mr. and Mrs. Casual 
but you got almost all your predictions correct. Maybe it's because Vegas agrees with you. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. I think sometimes I expect a little too much from WWE, and I think they're going to swerve me or surprise me all the time. Overall, though, there weren't many huge surprises at WrestleMania, including the biggest surprise of Cody, which wasn't even a surprise to most fans. Ha, ha, ha. Let's get into it. First, I want to wish... Rick Boogs, a speedy recovery from his injury. It's a shame that he got injured in his first ever WrestleMania match. I can't wait to chant and sing with you again, Boogs. So don't be gone for too long. But with that being said, as far as the match goes, the Usos retain. We the ones. You better point to the sky and acknowledge the bloodline. That's right. Acknowledge the bloodline. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to go over a couple of your points real quickly as we go through. Night one was really good. It was. I it agree. really was. At uh, 8.5, I think that's a great rating for night one. Night two at a 7.5, I had night two a little higher. You know, night two did have low spots. I can agree. It had lows. But I don't know. You know, I can see where it wasn't as strong. So I'd say maybe an 8. But I agree. 7.5. Okay. I mean that's that's about right. So there we go. Um, also, do 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 about us getting our picks right. We got two Thank wrong. You. We got two wrong. We did. We got one wrong each night. We got what was it? Charlotte wrong. We we predicted Ronda. Well, you predicted Charlotte, Charlotte to, to win. I sure did. I Let's get it right, Mr. Cajarosan fan. I predicted Ronda yes. to win. I was incorrect on that one. Yes. And um, I predicted. Well, we predicted Austin Theory to win. I did. On night two, in oh, which Pat Mack won. That was so, a letdown. Hey, two out of fourteen isn't bad. Or yeah, two out of fourteen. That is not bad at oh, all. No. That's not too That's bad. That's great. So we'll take it. Um. Vegas agrees with you. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, and it is sad for Rick Boogs. You know, it's really upsetting, you know, for his career because he was really over with the fans. And we do wish him a speedy recovery. And you are totally correct, sir. We the ones. So let's continue with your letter. Next. The McIntyre and Corbin match was pretty much what everyone expected. Corbin hits the end of days, but Drew kicks out which is the first time anyone has kicked out of the end of days. Then Drew hits the Claymore for the win. Nothing new or special here, and Madcap didn't even get involved. It felt like just a normal match we could have seen on SmackDown the night before. I gave it a 6 out of 10. But finally, Drew can drop this whole stupid storyline with Corbin and move on to Roman, supposedly. Yeah, wink, wink, hint, hint, maybe, maybe, or not. But um, as far as your rating is 6 out of 10, sir, that's a good rating on that because I got it more like 3 out of 10, maybe 4 out of 10. <laughs> I'm really tired of Happy Corbin and It was Drew. snoozy. Yes, at the bathroom break. Yes. Yes, like I... And I I am actually a Drew fan, guys. I am That too. was just... He's so much better. I'm just saying. And anyway. I'll, and I'll say, <laughs> good on Corbin. Now, when Drew kicked out of it at the end of days, he did sell it like a million bucks. Yeah. He, he put it on there, but I mean... Hey, well, let's continue. I'm sorry, you guys. Logan Paul, Logan Paul, Logan yes, Paul. Yes, yes, I love it. This is the person that I thought stole the show Saturday night. Yes. 
Logan was making great heel facial expressions and selling to the crowd. Mm-hmm. And he even knew where the hard camera was, LOL. Mm-hmm. My favorite part was when Logan Paul gave Rey Mysterio a suplex. And then they lingered there on the mat for a few seconds. And Logan slowly turns his body and picks up Ray for the three amigos. <laughs> the timing of that was impressive. And I commend Logan for working like an actual wrestler. I would want to see Logan Paul wrestle again. And I don't think I've ever said that about any other celebrity wrestler that I've had on WrestleMania. Including Bad Bunny. This match got a 7.5 out of 10. And greatly exceeded my expectations. Yes, great on Logan Paul. When he did the Three Amigos, oh my God. I actually like Logan Paul. I you do didn't too. like him at first, did I don't, you? Let's clarify, you guys. I do not like Logan Paul when he's boxer or outside of WWE. Right. Now, when he's WWE when and, he's focused. And, and he's healed and he's with Miz, I love it. When he's yeah, doing that it, boxing, acting like he's a real boxer fighting MMA stars or retired boxers who don't fight anymore and he won't fight credible um, contenders that can really put him on his butt, I don't feel that. But wrestling, love it. He did a great job. Don't you think? Yes. Hey, I'd love to see him wrestle again. I'm here for it if he wants to come back. I like Bad Bunny. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't really care for it. But right. moving on. Let's go. Okay. Now on to my favorite match of the entire WrestleMania. Can you guess? Bianca Belair versus Ooh. Becky Lynch. The pace of this match was perfect. We started off hot with both wrestlers trying to get their finishers off and ending the match quickly. Just like in their previous matches where they beat each other in less than 30 seconds. The match slowed down a little in the middle, but then picked up again at the end and ended with a flurry of moves. And now, your new Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Congrats, Bianca. You deserve it. Both women do, really. The in-ring psychology was great. The wrestling was great. The chemistry between these two is great. And the story they told was fantastic. I gave it a 9 out of 10. It would have gotten a 10, but I'll admit that there were just a couple small sloppy spots. But, with an awesome match, and kudos to these ladies. Hey, it was a good match. It say was. It was a, it was a it really good match. Was. The only thing I will say, my critique on the match, is I didn't like the, the quick pins during the match. I feel like it really slowed the match down, and the match didn't need that. But that's just my only critique of the match. Overall, good match. Um... I had it more. Yeah, okay, we were having nine, but you know, what do you feel about a good match? Um, it was a good match. I have to put you know bipartisan on the side. Yeah, it was great. We know we I love it. Bianca though, so yeah, I'm actually it. not mad about this. I'm actually happy for her, and it's well deserved. She works yeah. really hard, and she's honestly an idol to these people looking up to her. I totally agree. And these little girls, you know, she's very great, but. <clears throat> I can't help but be sad. Yeah. You know, Becky did lose. And no offense, I wasn't sad when Bianca won. I was sad prior because Becky's face, when she first came out to her music and got inside the ring and they showed that camera shot, you knew she was losing. Uh, You know. And right then and there, if I could go right there and change my pick, I honestly probably would. (laughs) But that's besides the point. At that moment, you could see it on her face that she was dropping that belt. Things got emotional over here in the Mitchell family house. And I tell you guys that I want you guys to understand one thing. 
you can watch these telltale hints from wrestlers. When you come out and you can watch their face, I call Bobby. When we before we watched the Bobby match and Biggie was talking about him on cash in, I told my yeah. wife, I said, Babe, he's gonna drop the belt. You Look did. at his face. You told his me his face is telling it all. I had no clue. And he dropped. You know, Big E, when he dropped the belt, I said, baby, look at his face. He's dropping the you belt. You told me. And the same thing, when Becky came out, we both looked at each other and we said... We said it. It's over. She's dropping the belt. She was fixing to cry as she's coming out to the ring. Yeah, you can see it on her face. As the champ. Even when she's standing there trying to look like the, the big time best that she is, she can't because it's hurting her so bad. And, you know, she's still a champ. She she put on a good face and she did what champions do. They she put did. over and she made Bianca look like a million bucks. So, we're going to continue with your love And kudos stuff. to these ladies as well. Yep. After that match, we had my second favorite match at WrestleMania. Seth freaking Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> I was kind of expecting WWE to swerve us in some way because it was so obvious that Cody was going to be Seth's opponent at WrestleMania. Some thought we might hear, here comes the money. But I'm certainly not upset with them being predictable, especially when it comes to bringing in talent like Cody Rhodes. This match had the best pure wrestling I've seen in a very long time. It was a wrestling clinic. In fact, I think maybe some of their moves in psychology might have went over some of the fans' heads. If they weren't avid wrestling fans, or if they don't pay attention to wrestling outside of WWE they might have missed some of the callbacks they did, like Dusty's punches and bionic elbow. They used difficult moves like the falcon arrow, the inverted suplex, and the dragon sleeper, and they looked flawless. I have a great appreciation for this match and gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Can't wait to see where they go with the Seth Cody story after Monday Night Raw. I totally agree. It was a great match. You know, Cody's interest was so incredible. Yes. You know, the music, the power. His theme song. I mean, it was great. You know, the American. He had me ready. The American Nightmare is here. And guess what? Shout out to Roman Reigns. <laughs> Let's continue with the letter. Love the match, though. Right. I'd like to take a moment and have everyone listening to this podcast please chant with me. Thank you, Taker. Thank you, Taker. You'll always be my favorite wrestler. Yes, I can agree with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, now for the bad stuff. LOL. We move on to the SmackDown Women's or SmackDown Championship or whatever I want to call it, championship match, as Ronda would say, ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. It still grinds my gears that she would get that wrong and then blame the name of the title. Anyway, don't get me started on Ronda. Let's get this match over with lol this match was okay nothing really stood out to me nothing really made me pop i thought charlotte sold really well which is something she's not known for and i saw ronda added a new a few new actual wrestling moves to her repertoire repertoire <laughs> so that was nice but overall the match was sloppy and stiff as most of ronda's matches are I just wasn't believing the story that either of these wrestlers were telling, and I couldn't get into it. It had a wonky ending in ended too, and made Rhonda look really weak. Six out of ten. 
Oh. All right, now I'm gonna be honest. Who are we talking to, Cal from Detroit? All right, Detroit yes. Cal, we changed your name too. It's no more. Now you're Detroit Cal. Get ready, Detroit Cal. <clears throat> All right, now listen here, sir. Mr. Casual, some fan is a fan of Stiff. Guess what? The fans come for Stiff. Um, it was a good match. I mean, I'm not gonna rate it a six out of ten. I had it closer to maybe eight, eight and a half, because Charlotte Flair is the ultimate professional. You put Charlotte Flair in there with a broomstick, she can put out a classic. And that's just being honest. I thought it was a good match. No, no. Okay, I'm obviously I'm over exaggerating, not eight and a half. But it was a good match. It was a pay-per-view quality match. It's not something that we would expect on a SmackDown. And I think that they put together a good story. It was very stiff, but that was believable for what they had to tell us. Obviously, Ronda it can't go in there and have a good match with a Charlotte Flair. She only knows Stiff. She only knows MMA. That's, that's true. That's her lane. So, Charlotte, being Charlotte, the ultimate professional, has to play in her lane. And guess what? Charlotte Flair stood in there with an MMA champ and, and was given more than she was taking. You know what I mean? So, what do you think? I'm sorry. What do you feel? You feel? It was a good match. Um, I give it a little higher, seven and a half. That's what I was thinking. I'm, you know, seven and a half to eight. It was like I said. It was a pay per view quality match. Yes. I don't think. I agree. Yeah, I, obviously we gonna see this on SmackDown. Well, let's continue. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, he's back, and he's stomping mud holes and opening cans of beer and whoop ass. Mm-hmm. Man, that was great to see. I'm 37 years old, so that brought me back and gave me all the feels. I loved it, and I appreciate Stone Cold for doing that for us. Legend. Speaking of legends, Triple H? Wow, what a great way to start WrestleMania Sunday. Triple H deserves all the respect in the world for what he has given to wrestling fans, and especially for who he is, both in the ring and outside the ring. Everyone join in when I say, Thank you, Hunter. Alright, we can't give you the class on that, but I'm I love sorry, Triple man. H. I'm sorry, man, I tried, but I, like I can't Triple agree H. with you on Triple H. I like Triple H. I'm sorry, I don't. But, moving on. Go um, ahead. Good, and, and let's be honest, Miss Casual some fan don't like Triple H because he got good heel work. You know, he was supposed to make you not like him. There are other underlining issues. And that's okay. <laughs> but, nevertheless... Good shout out to Triple H. Yes. You know, it's sad that he is retiring. That is, you know, from in ring competition. Um, shout out to Stone Cold. It's nice to see Stone Cold back, as you said, stomping mud holes, giving stunners. Um, funniest stunner ever to Vince McMahon. That's right. Oh my God, that boy couldn't. He, he can never take a stunner correctly. No, I don't know what it is about Vince. The first one sucked. The last one sucked. <laughs> Let's keep going. Good, good job, uh, Stone Cold. Though great nostalgia. The first match of Sunday, which was a banger, if I might say, was the Raw SmackDown Championship, which contained some of the WWE's best characters. This was high-flying, full of action, full of great spots. The RKO delivered by Riddle in midair rivals some of Randy's best RKOs. That was fire. And then after the match, Gable Stevenson shooshes Chad Gable with a beautiful belly to belly. That was fun and the correct way to introduce a future talent. If only Ezekiel got that kind of introduction. Anyways, I love the match and gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Shoosh! Uh, thank you. I like uh, uh, I like what they did with uh, Gable Stevenson. I liked uh, 
Chad Gable when he came in and smacked the drink out of his hand. I, I, that was a good way to bring in a new star. Great match. I agree. You know, great tag team yeah. match. Great RKO by Riddle. Yeah. Great win by RK Bro. Hey, shout out to him. All right. Bobby beats Omos. Basically because Omos still can't wrestle. In fact, he might actually hurt somebody out there. That knock to the back of Bobby's head was really sketch. I'll give Omos credit for actually doing a couple wrestling moves. But overall, I don't think he's ready PLE level matches, especially WrestleMania. Excuse me, guys. I mean it. I get it. Omos is huge. And Bobby is still a beast. But they could have told the same story by having the Andre the Giant Battle Royal actually on WrestleMania. Like it's supposed to be. And have them be the last two left at the end. Omos throws like 12 people over the top rope. But Bobby ends up ejecting Omos? Omos still looks like a giant. Bobby still looks like a beast. And everyone's happy. But since we had to see this, I'll rate it a 5 out of 10. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I, I thought the Omos Bobby match was a good match. I thought that was one of the best matches Omos has ever had in his career. And it's a, attributed to Bobby Lashley being a, a formidable foe. Um, no, yep. Omos is still very green or just so big he, he can't move good. But, I mean, I, I think Omos will eventually be a draw. Especially now they aligned him with MVP. We see what MVP did for Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley only had one um, WWE Championship match in his career, and and now he gets with MVP, and he's done had two title reigns and a, a, a record-breaking U.S. title reign. I mean, Lord have mercy, MVP is gonna make Omos look like a million bucks. So let's get prepared for Omos. The most fun match of WrestleMania is next with Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. This reminded me of the old-school hardcore title matches we had in WWF with weapons like cookie trays, garbage cans, and stop signs, and even crazier with bowling balls and tasers, lol. And then out of nowhere comes party boy Chris Pontius, dancing his clothes off, ha ha ha. And then Wee Man pops up from under the ring and delivers a body slam to Sammy. Wow. I didn't see that coming. And to top it all off, Johnny uses a giant mouse trap to hold Sammy in place so he can get the pin. So smart. I was so entertained by this match. I had to give it a 7 out of 10. I love this match. It was hilarious. You know, I laughed from the beginning to the end. But as I said earlier, Sammy Zayn made everybody pay for what he sold for them. So, yes, we man did get to body slam Sami Zayn. But what did Sami do? Kick his head off his shoulders. <laughs> you feel? I love the match. I gave it a five-star match, you know, honestly. So, I'm not going to give it a rating out of 10. I thought it was a five-star match. Very entertaining. It did what it's supposed to do. Hey, I was entertained. How about you? Yeah. There we go. After the mayhem, we get the Women's Tag Team Championship match, which was pretty good, but sloppy in a lot of spots. I think they had a lot planned and were rushing through it through to get it all in. Some of it seemed uncoordinated and hectic. This is probably the match I had the highest expectations for, and I don't think they got there. But I still enjoyed. I love the team of Sasha and Naomi, 
So I'm glad they won and will have further chances to work together to defend the new Women's Tag Team Championship. 7.5 out of 10. 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Um, I agree with you. The match was kind of clustery. You know, I don't know what they was going for. It was a decent match. Um, but that's what happens when you throw people together who normally don't team together. You know, there's no t- tag team chemistry because nobody's used to tagging together. So, you know, you get a match like this on WrestleMania. AJ versus Edge was another match that I had really high expectations for and for the most part they delivered Edge had in my opinion my favorite entrance of the weekend with the fiery throne on top of the tower of Omnipotus beautiful this was a solid match with a slower more old school pace they told a great story with their false finishes and Edge's kick out of the Styles Clash the only part that I thought was not great was the finish. With Damien distracting AJ for Edge to win, I predicted Edge to win, but I hate when we have great legendary international international recognized wrestlers like AJ Styles losing with a distraction. But that spears that spear that Edge catches AJ with midair was spectacular. And I can't wait to see where Edge's new faction goes as they weigh the scales of justice in the WWE. I love it. The new Edge? Hey, I'm here for that. I don't really know yet. Well, if you listen to this show, then you know Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan has not been an Edge fan. But I'm I not am. Fan. I am total Edge fan. I love the new faction. I, I love the match and I love the engine. Damian Priest aligning himself with Edge. Now I'm waiting for the third guy. Now I'm waiting to see who's next. And he said Damian Priest is going to be the guy that's going to deliver the judgments. But who's going to be the guy that's going to judge Edge? Well, who's going to be the other guy? I want to see the third guy, don't you? Let's go. I like it. Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee. Coming out the Seven Nation Army was a great song to get to the crowd behind someone. You want to talk about exceeding expectations? Pat was phenomenal in his match with Austin Theory. I especially like the sequence where Pat does a backflip from the top rope, then does a standing jump back up to the rope and delivers a superplex to Theory. And when he grabbed a headset and did commentary for his own match, I was dying. Ha 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 ha. After the match, we see Vince McMahon, of all people, get in the ring. What is this? I have to admit, though, although I was at first disgusted... This whole segment with Vince and Pat getting stunned by Stone Cold was well worth seeing Vince with his shirt off. I gave the entire segment a 6.5 out of 10. Could have been higher if Vince kept his shirt on. LOL. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I'm going to be honest, guys. The the, the McAfee-Austin um, Theory match, I was okay with that. That was an okay match. But when Vince McMahon got in that ring and actually had a match, you know, that's when I draw the line. If he was in Discord, I was crapping all over this. And I'm still crapping all over this. And I get it. Vinny Mac want to live his dream and he's getting older and he can't do it anymore. But guess what? Don't use WrestleMania as an excuse to want to have a match. You sit up here and fire your son because mm-hmm. he put himself over. Mm-hmm. He put himself over and you get mad at him and you let him go. But you do the same thing at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Because not only do you bury, excuse me, 
not only do you bury Pat Mac, you're burying Austin Theory too because he couldn't be Pat McAfee, but an 80 year old Vince McMahon can. Come on, Vince. I'd have been more happy with just Vince and Austin Theory stomping Pat McAfee down after the match and then Stone Cold coming down and stunning everybody. But you're right. Great payoff. It just took too long to get there. Well, let's keep going. Man, we still got more letters. Yeah, we're almost done, though. Detroit Kyle. Lord have mercy. Let's keep going. The next match we have, New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge. Why was this on WrestleMania? Seriously. We did not need to see this on WrestleMania. This was a SmackDown match at best. At best. Okay, we get it. Biggie is injured. New Day sucks. And Butch is an a-hole. For out of ten, four out of ten. Next. Yeah, I totally hate that match, too. You know, I really felt like that. I just wish they would have put it on a pre-show or just not had it on the show, period, or like anything. It just, it's really irking to have them do, you know, the New Day crap. You know, I really hate that stuff. And and we got a letter coming. And we got a couple of letters coming in. So, woohoo! So, we're going to continue your letter and we get to the next letters after we get finished with this one. But yes, New Day sucks. But Butch does not suck. (laughs) On the biggest WrestleMania match ever, you have the Beast incarnated, the WWE Champion Brock Lesnar, up against your Tribal Chief, your Head of the Table, the Universal Champion Roman Reigns, for the unification of the two titles, winner take all, but was it really the biggest match or the biggest disappointment of the night? All this build-up, all this hype, all this promotion for just an 11-minute match? They didn't even give them a unique entrance for either wrestler. You gave Becky an SUV. You had Bianca a band. You, a band. You had Cody rise up from the stage. You had the Mysterios pop up from the stage. And you even let Sasha drive a Lambo 10 feet. LOL. And you can't even give Roman an entrance longer than 5 minutes? And that's with a promo? Come on, man. And absolutely nothing else happens before or after the match? I was so disappointed. I wish I had more to say about this match, but there wasn't much more than the typical spots that these two have already done several times. I have this match a 5 out of 10. A 5 out of 10? Wow. I mean, I can understand why you rate it like that, I'm going to be honest. But it was a big match. I mean, everybody wanted to see it. They didn't lie. They built to this match. It was the biggest match. We was all expecting a lot. So, hey. But, you know, with both with both superstars, you know, getting injuries in the match, I can understand why the match ended the way it did. I just wish we could have got what they was going to give us. But, right. You know. All right. Well... Hopefully we find out more on Friday with Roman. Come on. And I don't think we'll see Brock for a couple weeks. <laughs> he didn't tell us anything on Monday Night Raw. But we did learn a couple things. First of all, Veer is here. Woohoo! He finally came. Sorry, Dominic. But not sorry, LOL. MVP turning on Lashley was a good move. And Omos will benefit greatly. And we also have a new character. Ezekiel. And that's literally all we know. <laughs> LOL. Cody delivered a great promo. The kind of promo WWE has been missing for a long time. 
There is so much to look forward to in the WWE. I cannot wait. Peace out, y'all. Hey, peace out to Detroit Cow. Um, I will say, um, Brock, he'll be wild, probably gone for a while. Avere's finally here. Who cares? Now, MVP turned on Omos, man. That's, woo. Man, I'm not going to lie. I'm really, I mean, MVP, excuse me. MVP turned on Bobby, aligning himself with Omos. You know, I'm not going to lie. That one really, it, it cuts me deep because I'm a true Bobby Lashley MVP Hurt Business fan. So, you know, it, it, it kind of hurts. You know, but I, I know everybody else in the universe probably like, yeah, yeah, who cares? But you know, I, I like seeing them together, so I like it though, and I understand as a fan that this has to, you know, happen. But as a casual wrestling fan, you get used to seeing people who they're with. But we're gonna keep it moving. Shout out to Detroit, um, Kyle, and now we're going to Randy the patron. Shout out to Randy. Hi, the patron. Randy. How are you tonight? And guess what? We're not going to waste no time. We're going to hop straight into your letter in three, two, one. Hey, Casual Wrestling family. It's Randy the Patron. First, sorry, had to be done. Your winner and new women's champ, Bianca Belair. <laughs> Great match. Definitely enjoyed it. If it makes you feel better, my best friend is a diehard Becky fan. It ruined his whole night. Sorry, Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan. <laughs> oh, it's okay, Randy. I was upset, but... You know, it happened prior to her winning. <laughs> hey, shout out to Bianca. <laughs> but she is the champ, and I am so proud of her. Cody coming back was absolutely amazing, and what a match. This Cody Rhodes in WWE is going to be great. The question is, do you think he is the one to beat Roman? Cody Rhodes. I don't know if he's the one. Cody Rhodes. he's a contender. Did he say Cody Rhodes? Yes, he did. Oh, he said Cody Rhodes. I'm going to be honest with you guys. That's a hard one. That's who I'd pick. Really? You know, people have been asking us for a while. Who are we picking? Everybody keeps saying, I don't know. I don't know. Guess what? Now you know. Cody Rhodes. He's a credible guy. And listen at his entrance. What is it? What, 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 we talked about that today. What is it? I, I forgot it. what it said. It's smoke and mirrors. You know, with the whole, um, there's more than one, um, what did he say? It's more than one uh, royal family. Royal family. I love it. The tribal chief and his family versus the American Nightmare. And well, his and family's American on AEW. Dream too. Exactly. I love it. I love the build. It'd be great. So yeah, Cody, I'm with it. You with it? Yeah, that's two bloodlines right there. But guess what? We still acknowledge Roman Reigns as our tribal chief, the current undisputed unified WWE (laughs) Universal Champion. So no. Just because we saying yeah, Cody could be the guy, guess what? We still rolling with Roman Reigns in the bloodline. We the ones. Let's keep going. As much as I get Charlotte had to win, because I'm sure Rhonda is taking time off, I still am tired of seeing her as champ. So the question is where do they go from here? Who who she's fighting next? Alexa's getting married until she comes back and beats her. I don't know who. You know, honestly, I picked Ronda to win because I just thought WWE would make a horrible mistake, but they didn't. They did the smart thing to put the bill back on Charlotte. I don't You know who could take it? I mean, Sasha is in a tag team and currently tag team champion. And so is Naomi. I mean... Yeah, that's well, very true. I mean, I mean, unless Bailey's going to come back face. I mean, she's I'm on SmackDown. she's going to come back. She could come back face and face her. That's my prediction, or, guys. Bailey's coming back. Or, you know, they like to break the rules. So, Oscar could come back and face uh, Charlotte. You know, so she has options as to who she could face. 
but currently not hurt options. I don't know. OMG, OMG. If they don't add Rhea to Edge Group, I might lose it. <laughs> she would be perfect for it. After she screws Liv next week, then their rival starts. What you think? And who you got joining him? Then we talk about Rhea joining that group. We did. We so they have a faction. Crowd. We said that. And yes, so yes, we agree. Rhea will be a perfect. Rhea would be a good fit with how, like, you know, dark they're going with this. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like gothic theme. But see. So, if, yeah. And if they do that, I'll be saying put the belt on Rhea. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they just planned out try to do Rhea and Liv because Liv's already well, trying to dress up like Rhea. Yeah, she Have came you out noticed she squad. changed her makeup and her face? Like she yeah. looks more like Rhea this last time. Yeah, and she came out so, of last squad. I'm just saying, you gotta watch out for the twist in WWE. Mm-hmm. Moving good. on. Omos losing to Bobby saw it coming. MVP Hill turned kind of figure cause because Bobby is a face now. This helps Omos because now he goes on a tear with MVP by his side. That's right. Now Omos got MVP. got a mouthpiece. MVP is going to boost Omos. Oh, yeah. And as I told you guys, watch out for Omos. He's your next upcoming star. He's coming. And Bobby Lashley, you know, like I said earlier, I hate that for him because I I love Bobby and MVP together. But Bobby's set up to, you know, be a great baby face. Yeah. You know, I hate it because I like heels. But let's keep going. I'm torn. Now, as far as NXT goes, Man Stand and Deliver was great. Cora Jade is definitely a star in the making. Reminds me of a young Liv when she was in NXT. Grimes' winning title was great. Hope he has a great run with it. Carmelo Hayes, I see being called up to soon to WWE. What was your thoughts on NXT Stand and Deliver? That is it for the week. Until next time, Randy the Patron. Alright, Randy. Shout out to Randy the Patron. Well, guess what? I'm going to give it to you like this. This is our NXT thoughts. Cora J, we were talking about her during NXT Stand and Deliver. She gets our stamp of approval. She does. I mean, she's, honestly. Very, she's credible. She's not trying to be something she's not. She's young. She's viable. Now, I don't know about comparing her to Liv. No. But I see a very big I like Cora. There. Um, now, I did not like. Grimes winning the belt. I didn't need that. I know. Well, they should have put it on Grayson Waller, or they should have had um, um Car- Carmelo retain. And if they call Grayson. Carmelo up, I'd be happy. What I call him? No, I'm, oh, I'm yeah, saying my yeah, choice, okay. Grayson. I agree. Grayson Waller should have, but that was a crazy bump he had it when he was. came off that ladder. Oh, my goodness. Woo! I know that man felt that. Woo! I know he felt that. It's Ouch. like... So, yes, if you haven't watched uh, NXT Stand and Live or opening match, the latter match, it was totally crazy. So, give them a check out. But we're going to keep it moving as um, we have another letter ready to go. And this comes from Big T from England. Hi, so, Big T from England. Shout out to Big T from England. And we're going to read your letter in three, two, one. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan. It's Big T here from England. I was surprised how much I enjoyed WrestleMania, as I expected a few of the matches not to deliver at all. Obviously, here in the UK, there's a big time difference, so I wasn't watching live, but boy am I glad I could skip through New Day tag match. Yes, it sucks. I'll start with the two main events. First, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Really, this was one of the three matches that really disappointed me as I hoped for a better match than predicted. 
I totally agree. Yeah. You know, I, felt, I do feel it could be better. But I, I have to give them a pass because if both wrestlers was hurt, yeah, then we true. have to understand that they want to give us more. And that's the only thing I hate is WrestleMania. I hate that we can't get it all. But, you know, it happens. But we have to be considerate. We do. But what they really put their bodies at risk of. And I agree. But, and we all got to agree, they left a lot on the table. They sure did. You know, it's a lot left on the table and there's a lot left to be expected. And, you know. But I'm pretty sure they'll make up for it in the future. But see, that's the problem. Once again, it's another Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns that nobody wanted and didn't deliver. Well, no offense. It's probably going to happen anyway. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Second Ronda. Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Woo! Can we count this as a main event? Woo! I think so. What do you think, Mr. Woo! Woo! I think he agrees, you guys. Woo! Uh, This was a decent match, but it was an interesting decision to have Charlotte tap out with the ref down. I believe this leads to a rematch of Backlash, not WrestleMania Backlash, which will have Ronda win the title. Ooh, that's a good I'll say this. I, I hope WWE don't make that mistake. You know, they made a good decision to not put the belt on Ronda. Ronda doesn't need the belt right now, especially as a face. I mean, if you cast Ronda as a, a ruthless, horrible heel, and she, but right now Charlotte's your number one heel on SmackDown, mm-hmm. but against Ronda, she gets cheers. I mean, so, no, please. But I agree. I could see that happening. I could see WWE trying to milk Ronda Charlotte for every ounce it's got, but I don't want to see that. Now, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. But, hold on, one, I'm sorry. Just to say one last thing, I'm so sorry. I do think it was a main event match. That's just me. All right. This was a brilliant match, and I believe the right decision to have Bianca win. I hope her eye injury does not have to too much effect on her performance. Yeah. I agree. That was unfortunate about her eye. It was bad, too. Like, I pray that she... I mean, she took the heel. She took the heel to the eye. Like I said, the risk that you take is really harsh. The risk that you take. Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. A great match, as Matt said, a wrestling clinic. For me, there was not a single fault in this match. I did like it. I good mean, match. Did. Real good match. You know, Seth Rollins is just a guy. Can Seth, can my man Seth get a win yeah. at WrestleMania he can. without cashing in? Come on. I mean, Come I feel on, bad for Seth. Can we get a clean win for Seth? I feel bad Hasn't for Seth. Hasn't he deserved it? But he couldn't get it against Cody. He's worked pretty hard this last year, and let's be real, dude, and COVID as well. You make a good point about... He kept it alive. You make a good point about one thing. If we rewind to January, right before day one when we came on this show, we, I said the Seth will be our next champion. Yeah. The writers and the listeners wrote in and emailed in and said that, hey, Seth Rollins deserves it. We hope he gets it to day one. He don't get it to day one. We hope he wins the Royal Rumble. He don't win the Royal That's Rumble. We hope he figures out a way to get to the championship at WrestleMania. Guess and what? His title be title. He, he, but his title be title, so he can't get the championship. No. So the fans are calling for Seth to get the belt, and he's not getting it. And it's going to come a point when, guess what? They're going to put it on him, but we're not going to care. Right. He was hot as Drip God, Drip King, Crazy Suits. Now we're starting to get used to that. Yes. You know, but I love Seth, and maybe maybe they'll get it right soon and give him the belt. Lord have mercy. I mean, Roman got two, right? Yeah. <laughs> Roman got them both. Hey. Logan Paul and The Miz versus The Mysterios. Nothing special in this match, but I believe Miz turning on Logan is a way for Paul to carry as a WWE superstar. 
I've heard rumor that he wants to join the company to team with his brother as a tag team. I say this. Um, Logan Paul was special in that match, so I'm not going to take nothing from Logan Paul. i seen Miz turning on him, though. Yeah, and I heard a rumor that supposedly Logan Paul wanted to leave face, so that's why they had mm. Miz turn. But whether that's true or false, who knows? But I liked it. Cool. It was yeah. cool. All Stone Cold segments. First, Kevin Owens. I'm really impressed with the back bumps Austin took, especially as he's 5'8". Or, I mean, I'm sorry, 58. Yeah, Second, on the concrete was horrible. Yeah, that that, that concrete back bump was bad. That I, made you feel it. I was sitting here saying, what's wrong with them? Why they have Stone Cold taking a back bump on concrete? Like, anyway, yeah. Second, Vince McMahon. Vinny All I can say is brilliant. I was screaming when the glass shattered, but the way Vince took the stunner dampened the show tenfold. That's all for this week <laughs> from the Big T in the UK. Shout out to Big T in the UK. And I'm not going to lie, Big T. When he hit the stunner, when, well, no. When he went for the stunner, well, we got another he message. Nails. But when he went for the stunner, it was really funny because of how Vince McMahon fell back. And it was literally hilarious, didn't you think? Oh, my goodness. Yes, and we're going to hey, love it coming. here. I love it. But we're yes, love tonight. I, I, I thought it was funny, didn't you? Yes. Well, we're going to go on to our next email, and it comes to us from... Miller from beautiful South Africa. Well, hello, Miller. How's it, Matt? Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan and the Mrs. and the whole WWE Podcast family. Miller here from the beautiful South Africa. I survived the highest swanton bomb in the world. (laughs) More reason for you all to come to the beautiful South Africa. Side note, I would love to come to South Africa. Hey, we would love to I'm come. I'm an adventurous Mrs. Casher Wrestling fan. Ask Mr. Casher Wrestling fan. And we're glad you had a nice bungee for your birthday. Yes. <laughs> oh, you made it safely. Remember? Yes. Yeah. I forgot we both did. Hey. Congratulations. I really enjoyed WrestleMania. Majority of the predictions came through and got the wins. My favorite matches was Raw Tag Team Titles. Love the finish with those insane RKOs. Yeah, yes. that was amazing. Riddles was very good. It kept you like cheering. And Randy always oh good with his. I agree. Randy has turned a page. Yes. Also, think Becky and Bianca did an insane job. Incredible match. I thought Becky would get the win, but Bianca is good. Who would be her first challenger? Rematch with Becky? Love seeing Stone Cold back. Even the biggest stunner botch in history. They could rather have promote that stunner botch to Vince than the totally ridiculous, most underwhelming promo of the biggest match in history between Brock and Reigns. Worst match on the card. Possibly the most underwhelming match of the year. And no rock? Terrible. But I would till, but I would till Friday Night Smackdown keep the fire alive for Matt's anticipation of the return of the rock. Hey, I hear that, um... Let me see. Stone Cold is always great. Right? You gotta love Stone Cold. Bianca is the EST, so you knew she was gonna come away with the with the dub. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yes, I really wasn't expecting The Rock. Maybe I'm I'm a cynical guy or maybe yeah, a pessimist, but I really wasn't expecting Rock at WrestleMania. You know. I mean, guys, if you honestly just take a look at The Rock's life, he's super busy at the moment. Hey, and hint, hint, guys. Matt's been saying The Rock's gonna come since last. 
since last I mean, Royal I'm not Rumble. I'm saying he's not. 2021 he's Royal Rumble. WrestleMania. But still filming I'm, movies. Well, I'm just saying, they've been rock rumors since 2021, guys. Just because you hear somebody saying the rock's coming back. It's just what the people want. Exactly. But this is like Shane McMahon rumor. Everybody. The, the actual rumor was Shane McMahon was going to be at WrestleMania. And then it turned into, oh, he's got a match. And, oh, he's the mystery opponent. And it went crazy. How conspiracy. That's how rumors happen. Yes. So... Let's keep going. Paul Heyman mentioned so much in his promo about Blockbuster and highest grossing ETC. That made me think so much about Hollywood. Therefore, The Rock. And what is The Rock's home? Smackdown. I predict The Rock coming out Friday at Smackdown. And we'll, we will finally all get the rivalry and story we have all been waiting for. Raw was very average. Did not feel like Raw after WrestleMania. And where are the returns? Where's Oscar? Bailey? Anyone? But finally, we have Veer. But goodness, is that how they introduce him? Junk. Thanks, Mr. Casual Wrestling fan and missus. Hope everyone's going to have an awesome week further. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Miller. Hey, shout out to Miller from South Africa. You know, that's not a bad idea to think that Rock would come out. Oh, great idea. I was going to sit up here and say that that could be totally true. But I don't know if that's the perfect timing considering Roman being hurt. So, I mean, but he's, Or maybe that may be the entire plan. But here we go, another email. And we had one on deck. But he's I not. Love it. Roman's not hurt bad enough where he can't promo or, or take a bump. No, he can promo. You know. But fans want to see action too. They don't want just Rock doing the movie thing. I mean, I totally agree. They don't want him to become a wrestler, not, you know, Hollywood. Exactly. And, you know, but the rumor I heard, if anybody cares, I heard it wasn't going to be towards Survivor Series. Oh, that's a good, uh, hey, that's pretty good. But like I said, there's been rumors of The Rock since 2020, 2021. It's just what they want. I mean, we thought Rock was coming out SummerSlam. Yeah. We thought Rock was coming out Survivor Series. We thought Rock was coming out Royal Rumble. I mean, you know. But okay, yes. Royal Rumble did have me. Oh, he could come out though Friday. That, that would have made sense. But Friday wouldn't shock me. But, but this one comes from none other than Memphis Mark. We like Memphis Mark. You keep Hi. writing in, buddy. Obviously from Memphis. All we need right. to go to Graceland. That's our next trip. I am a huge Elvis person. If you didn't know. My grandmother was very obsessive. But <laughs> And we're going to get to your letter, Memphis Mark, in three, two, one. Hello, guys. Hope everyone is doing well. Just wanted to come at you quickly a little bit more on the Elias situation. That was some terrible writing to bring him out with. I just thought they could have done so much more. That was just even if they were going to have him say, No, I'm not Elias. They could have done it better. Also, other thing is the stupid match with Johnny Knoxville. Too many props. The mousetrap was ridiculous. It was an embarrassment. I know there are gag matches, but that was an embarrassment. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. Spay and neuter, please. <laughs> Spay and neuter them pets. so funny. Spay and neuter them. Um, Thank you. Now, Memphis Mark, I'm going to say this. Now, the Ezekiel thing I yeah. thought was hilarious. I mean, I generally thought it was funny. Yes. Um, I I was talking to Miss Casual Wrestling fan. I hope this is something he does every week. I hope every week it's a different character. This week he's Ezekiel. Next week he's Elliot. Next week he's Eli. We got to that he's something else and just come with a different look. I thought it was funny. 
Nor did I know who he was until he got in the ring. <laughs> did you know who he was? I had cracked a joke to Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan when he first got out there because we were thinking he was from NXT. Yeah. But and we, we watched like, NXT. We didn't realize. We were like, no, we have never seen this guy. This is not somebody we know. And I said, ha ha, what if it's Elias? And then we get a very up close camera shot. And who is it? It's Elias. Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ezekiel. Excuse me. It's Ezekiel. <laughs> I don't got nothing on dick. It's Ezekiel. And that's what's so funny about it. It's just it. facial hair. It does make a difference, guys. Appearance does make a difference it, with hair. It does it make does. a difference. And and that's the... <laughs> that's so crazy. You really have to pay attention yeah, to Yeah, shave. Realize. You guys want to look different? Shave. Great. All right, we're going to go to our next one. And this is Let's from... Let's do it. The Pebble. Pebble. Shout out to the Pebble. This is your new... Hey. Did you hear it again? New WWE Podcast European Champion. That's right. He won the ladder match at WrestleMania. Uh If you didn't see that match, then you should have been in Patreon in the uh, excuse me Discord chat. Then you'd have seen the match. But we're gonna go straight to your letter, the Pebble. In three, two, one. I don't know why it does that. Is this better? Uh, I'm sorry, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Matt says. Sorry, guys. For this week's mailbag, introducing your new reigning, defending, undisputed WWE podcast European champion of the world, the Pebble. The Pebble. Woo! Firstly, I'd like to address the millions and millions of the Pebble fans and say thank you for the almighty cheer when I placed that ladder over the snail slurping what? Woo! Bignette munching what? Eiffel Tower climbing what? Rich Jabroni Alex and climb to the top to become the new WWE Podcast European Champion. Woo! Now here's probably going to complain that that wasn't fair and that he demands a rematch. So you know what the pebble says to that? What? Just bring it, Jabroni. The pebble is laying the smack down on Alex, the French guy. Calm down in here. Pebble, you better watch out, you guys. Uh He's bringing it. All right, let's go. So as for the rest of Mania, I've got to say that I was super entertained. It was an epic weekend, and despite a highly disappointing finish, I thought that Seth and Cody stole the show. That was epic. Super happy in that RK Bro retained too. The greatest tag team of the generation, and I think it's time that they need to take on the Usos and defeat them to become the undisputed tag team champs. What do you say to that, Mr. Casual Wrestling fan? I say we the ones bloodline Usos all day long. That's what I say. Um, but about your points, um, now RK Bro is an incredible tag team. I love the chemistry, don't you? I like it. I, I do. I love it, dude. They work great. They do work good together. And, and you know, I... Hold on, you guys. I really love it. Cody Self, yes. That match was crazy. Don't you agree? I do. That was a great match. That was a highlight of the pay-per-view. And, hey, I'm ready for Cody Self, too. I'm ready for it. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure we're going to get a WrestleMania backlash. Or backlash. A big shout out to all the patrons on Discord for the comp- complimentary during the event. 
commentary. Sorry, guys. A big shout out to all the patrons on Discord for the commentary during the event. It made it so much better to be able to watch with all you folks. A final shout out to the CWF team. You did a great job with last week's takeover. And I'm sure that this week will be just as special. God bless you. If you smell la 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 la, what the pebble is cooking. You heard that. The pebble. Shout out to the pebble. pebble. Thank you. Pebble. 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 It's always a glad hey. thing to hear from you. Hey, anytime you want to write in the pebble. Anytime. The new WWE Podcast European Champion, the pebble. Shout out to him. So we're going to keep going. We got one already on deck from Matt that he sent us. And this comes from Zach. Hello. So this comes from Zach. And we're going to read your message. Right. Thanks for writing us in to Thank the you. WrestleMania Aftermath Mailbag Takeover Show. I'm going to read your letter in three, two, one, go. Hey, guys. I appreciate all your time and sacrifice that goes into doing the mailbags. With that being said, I have a question for you both. Should Cody be the one who finally dethrones Roman Reigns to become the new WWE champion? Uh-oh. One of the main reasons Cody decided to come back was because he's never held that title with WWE. Mm-hmm. And with as over as he already is, I feel like he'd be the perfect person to finally end up with the belt. I have enjoyed Roman Reigns' title reign. Don't side-eye me, Mr. Casual Wrestling fan. It's just eventually it's going to have to come to an end. And he and Cody could have great matches together. That's all for me. Thanks again, guys. Hey. Well, thank you. Shout out. And I'll say this. Yes. Yes. I do think at this moment that Roman Reigns could drop the title to Cody Rhodes one day. I do think that. I really do. You I know, do. I don't think that that's a bad choice. I think Cody... Is a great choice of pick. Yes. You know. Uh oh, we got messages coming. Messages, oh my goodness. Oh, we got messages coming in. Let's get to reading. Yes. But yeah, Cody would be a great person to pick, don't you think? Yes, I do. I totally agree. So we're going to keep going to our next person. And this comes from, uh oh, this comes from your former WWE podcast European champion, Alex the French guy. Hi, Shout Alex. out to Alex, the French guy. Hi. Sorry about your loss in the ladder match at oh, WrestleMania, yeah. man. But guess what? We're going to hop straight into your letter in three, two, one. Hello, the French guy Alex here. I would like to address that I have been robbed of my title at WrestleMania. The piece of garbage that is the pebble used illegally, <laughs> illegally the ladder to steal Uh-oh. the European champion from me. Uh-oh. Few points here. First, I will take my championship back at Backlash, regardless of what will happen. Uh-oh. Mark my words. Uh-oh. Things change. Uh-oh. But at Backlash, the title is mine again. Ooh. That is a statement. Ooh. Second, Uh-oh. Pebble is a ridiculous, boring, Ooh. gimmick stealer, <laughs> a.k.a. The Rock champion. Ooh. You will notice that he will try to be a chic and charismatic as me. In fact, the pebble doesn't know anything but stealing, stealing gimmick, Uh title, Uh personality. Third, I see you, Dennis, Dennis teasing me. Just wait for your turn. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Mona me. Mona me. With that out of the way. Hold on. Pause. (laughs) The pebble 
guess what? Now you've been put on notice. You've been called by out. Alex, the French sir. guy. He wants his rematch. He said you stole the title. Guess what? We're going to give him a rematch, ain't we? I guess that's what every feud needs. That's what WrestleMania Backlash, book it. Guess what? Since you're the champion of Pebble, you get to pick the match. So you write in next week. You tell us the match. And as far as Dennis McGinley, guess what, Mr. Dennis McGinley? You better spell it out. Because guess what? Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan is M-R period. So you got to be M-I-S-T-E-R. Too bad. So sad. The podcast backlash. That's right. The podcast backlash. Tune in next month for the podcast backlash. I like that. Thank you. With that out of the way... WrestleMania is over. Thank you, Fat Matt from Discord, for your game, and thanks everyone else during night one in the vocal chat on Discord. It was great. WrestleMania was very average. The finish of the show was terrible. What's next for Roman? The only most anticipated surprise of the year was Cody. I love the guy. Can we please talk about Ezekiel? (laughs) Elias, is that you? Credit to Kevin Owens for being so good right now. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan. And kudos to Vegas. Who's Vegas? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. we will explain. We're going to go through your letter real quick, Alistair First Guy. So, as Matt would say, we're going to start with your last points first. Yes, sir. Who is Vegas? Well, Lord have mercy. All right, you guys. So, as you hear me always reference Vegas or Vegas odds, that's uh, um, in the United States... We have a place called Las Vegas. Most people heard of it. It's in Nevada. That's one of the biggest places that has the most casinos and gambling mecca. So, betting games. Yeah. So here in America, that's like when you associate gambling, you know, Las Vegas is the associated city with that. So when you hear me say Vegas odds, I'm referring to online betting or gambling betting, in a, you know, in general. You know, Exactly. I don't know if you guys in... Um, France have anything equivalent to that, but if you do, that will be our equivalent. So if I say Vegas, I'm just saying, hey, the guys, whether you bet, they saying this guy's going to win the match. And it's the most known place in the U.S. for betting odds. There you go. So. All right. That's where all the famous boxers go as well. Good point. Um, Kevin Owens. Yes, I like I like Kevin Owens. He's doing good right now. Ezekiel thought it was funny. Didn't you? Yeah, it was funny. It was confusing at first, but yeah, once you caught on, you got it. <laughs> once you understand who he really at was. At first, you were like, who is this <laughs> who guy? Who is this guy? Hey, credit. He sort of just, what's going on? Hey, credit to Elias. He's in great shape, and a lot of people didn't really pay attention to that. That man is in great shape. Shout out to Cody. Yeah, Cody was great. Who and, doesn't love Cody? Hey, love it. And shout out to Alex the French guy. Great little. Thank you, Alex. Hey, thanks for writing in. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Let's see who we got next, guys. Sorry, you know, sometime the phone. Okay, next we have, uh-oh, we got a big hitter, guys. You guys aren't ready for this. We have none other than the SmackDown host here on the WWE Podcast, but Michael Ritter has rolled into our TakeOver show. So, shout out to Michael Ritter. Thank you for blessing us Thank with you. your presence tonight, yes, sir. sir. And we're going to get to your letter in three, two, one. First and foremost, I want to give a huge shout out to the often imitated, never duplicated, undisputed top couple of the WWE podcast, Mr. and Mrs. 
casual wrestling fan, you guys do a kick-ass job with these takeover shows, and it's about darn time that I participated. Ooh. I agree. It's been a long time. I've been begging you for weeks to come in. I'm glad you finally here, though. We, we, we ready. Let's go. I want to start by making this my official, not unofficial, declaration, application, and or request to join the one and only Casual Wrestling Crew. I felt like I've been down since day one-ish. But in this day and age, where everything must be made official, let me know who you guys are feuding with, and I'll go out to the ring and give them a low blow. Woo! There it is. We the ones, baby. We the ones. Guess what? Michael Riddle, you want to join? <laughs> we'll let you know. Yes. At the, what you say, the Podcast Backlash? Yeah. Our next show, tune in to Podcast, Podcast Backlash. Backlash and see if we accept your request. Let's keep going. WrestleMania thoughts. For the sake both of your time and the listeners, I won't go into depth about the card. But I will say that being there in Dallas was an incredible experience and one that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. I enjoyed the hell out of both nights. The Pat McAfee match felt like a dream, and the Stone Cold Steve Austin match was like a dream come true. I'm still trying to get my arm hairs to stop standing up. I'm not going to lie, you guys. You know, me and Miss Casual some fan, we really contemplated hard about going to WrestleMania this year. We did. Um, with our schedules, we was going to try to make night two, but, you know, we have a big vacation coming up and another staycation coming up and you know with our soccer schedule we just couldn't make the time to go with that being said Michael Riddle you witnessed history sir and you should be very thankful and blessed that you got to experience Wrestlemania to see Stone potentially Stone Cold's last in ring action I mean you you have watched history and, and you'll be able to take that to your dying breath sir so shout out to you Michael Riddle and we'll continue with your letter But I will say, I've already had people tell me that they were unimpressed with the main event of night one and that they feel like the younger stars should have closed the show rather than Austin. All I'm going to say about that is if you watched the Stone Cold segment and felt nothing, much less a negative feeling, just pack it in. Hand over your wrestling fan card because I promise you, it won't get better than that. (laughs) Good point. I mean, it was... I loved it. You know what I mean? At least they had a match. You know, um, it's Stone Cold. How can you not put him on last? Don't you agree? Yes. Hey, I totally agree. He won me over. I love this new version of Edge. Yes. And I'm glad they cemented his heel character at Mania. Yes. Rather than do his traditional entrance like I originally hoped. No. I agree. I totally agree. I love the new Edge. Give me Edge. Give me the faction. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's judge people. Ric Flair is not the goat. Most well, oh, nah, uh-uh. What do you, nah. Ric Flair is the goat. What do you, he ain't right there. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. All right, no. Most titles? Absolutely. Mount Rushmore. Hold on, this is my show. I ain't got to read this letter. Give me that. We ain't reading your letter, Michael. Ha-ha! <laughs> this ain't your flow. This is my show. It's takeover show, sir. We don't talk about Ric Flair on this show, huh? You can read the last part now, man. You can read it. (laughs) I can't co-sign on that one. Not after hearing multiple ovations for Austin and Taker in person. I just look at it like this. Bill Russell won 11 championships with the Celtics. Michael Jordan only won six in his career. Nobody on God's green earth will ever say Bill Russell is the GOAT. 
And while I respect your opinion, I have to disagree and say that Stone Cold Steve Austin is the true greatest professional wrestler of all time. Thank you guys so much. Looking forward to the next. Takeover. Hashtag. All right, Mike. Now, see. Now, we got to put this in your application to be part of uh, the Takeover crew now, sir, that you don't think Ric Flair is the GOAT. Now, as far as Stone Cold being the GOAT, sir, I like Stone Cold. I think he's a great professional wrestler, but I, I do not think he's the GOAT. Now, he had a great gimmick, and he changed an era and all that good stuff. But you can say the same thing about Ric Flair, who right. did it way longer. Yeah. Um, now, if you would have said Undertaker, I could kind of understand where you're coming from, sir. But Stone Cold, sir, I don't think so. But that's okay. Guess what? Everybody's got the right to their opinion. And Stone Cold is a great star. He's great. I love the Stunners. I miss them days, don't you? Yes. All right. Let's keep going. Alright, next is but shout out to Michael Riddle. Thanks for finally writing in, sir. And guess what? On podcast backlash, we want you to write in again. That's right. Alright, our next one comes from Steve L. Shout out to Steve L. And we're gonna read your message in three, two, one. I just listened to Matt's review of the Raw after Mania. It's tough to listen to some of what is said because I find myself disagreeing with some of it. Mind you, I agreed with a lot of it as well. One of my biggest issues I've had over a couple of episodes is with this whole Raw after Mania. Matt was saying the SmackDown before Mania isn't WrestleMania SmackDown and the Raw before Mania isn't WrestleMania Raw. And yet, all these SmackDown stars, including even Michael Cole, showed up on that Raw. Well, you know, maybe these guys are all showing up on WrestleMania Raw to promote their WrestleMania matches. I know it's fun to ask what's the reason for this. The reason is to promote matches before WrestleMania. By the same token, Raw and SmackDown before it can't be special, but the ones after has to be special. Because it's always special. You can't really have it both ways. All right, sir. I'm gonna say this, uh, Mr. Steve L. Um, that's a Matt problem you have, sir. Now, from a casual wrestling perspective, I can agree with you on that. You know, I really feel like that sometimes that you know some wrestling fans, you know, and I'm not crapping on nobody. I do this too. You can nitpick. You know what I mean? And so what if wrestlers come on the show just because they're not cast to a certain show? You know what I mean? I get it. Some people want it to matter and say it matters to them. And guess what? They're a wrestling fan. And what matters to them is what matters to them. But at the end of the day, you know, that's part of being a wrestling fan. Some stuff affects you different than affects other people. You know, and vice versa. But we're going to continue with your letter. Great, great opinions. And uh, how about this? Next week, Steve L., you write in and you tell Matt that. I'd love to hear his response to that. Now, I get that the Raw after Mania was always the biggest Raw of the year, but that was back when Raw was the A-show. I think most people would acknowledge that WWE moved Raw to B-show status and gave us the A-team on SmackDown. One of the side effects of this is that the Raw after Mania since then hasn't really been the same because they can't blow their big returns on the big show, no pun intended. I mean, I can, well, I'll say this. I agree and disagree with you on a couple points. I don't agree that SmackDown is the A-show. And I know a lot of people have been pushing that narrative for a while. I feel like SmackDown was the A-show prior to this draft. Prior to the 2021 draft, I agree. 
SmackDown was definitely the A show. But these, especially the past couple months, SmackDown's been really weak. It's been light. I mean, once you see Roman Reigns for 10 minutes, I mean, you're going to see Uso. I mean, excuse me. You're going to see a New Day versus Sheamus and whoever partner they put him with. You're going to see that for a month. We're going to see Drew dealing with Happy Corbin and, and Madcap Moss for a month. You know, I'm tired of seeing the same stuff over and over again, and that's what you get with SmackDown. So, hey. Instead, they're going to have bigger returns on SmackDown if those returns are coming. Elias coming back was no big deal for you. I understand that. However, Elias was mega over with the crowds, and the crowd seemed happy enough. I bought two Elias shirts myself. The guy was over. As for changing his identity, it's not just changing names. It's what Elias did before in NXT when he lost his loser leaves NXT match and he showed up as a masked lucader. Everyone knew it was Elias, but it was fun when he pretended he wasn't and cheered for him while he always booed Elias before. This feels like much of the same thing. You might have cared to see Elias back, but I've always thought he was entertaining. While acknowledging at the same time he's not the best of wrestlers or even close. I like Elias. I mean, I like the Ezekiel character. I liked everything about it. Like I said, I wish he'd come back every week or something different. Or mm-hmm. if we're going to go with the Ezekiel character, hey, I'm with it. He looked different. Yeah. So, you know, good on good on um, Elias. They kept him way long enough for us to forget about him. They did everything right on this situation. So, I, I liked it. I do agree that this week for a Raw after WrestleMania... I just don't think you're going to get a strong Raw after Mania if SmackDown is the premiere show. I'm pretty sure Fox would have something to say if all the big revealed ended up on Monday Night Raw. Well, I'll say this. I mean, we'll see on SmackDown, won't we? Yes. <laughs> we'll see on Friday. Let's but go. this leads to me to another question for you that probably underlines the entire difference in our wrestling facade. Philosophy. Philosophy. Sorry, guys. Do you think the casual fan is dead? If it's not, do you think the casual fan is worth catering to? Um, no, I don't think the casual wrestling fan is dead. And not counting me, but no. Um, and no, um, yes, I still think the casual wrestling fan is, is who you cater for. That's how you get fans. I mean, yeah. most fans don't come in die hard. Most fans don't don't start watching wrestling the first episode and say, okay, I want to watch every episode that's ever produced by this company ever. No. Uh-uh. You have to start off easy, light, not knowing nothing, learning as you go. You know, it's like you're evolving as a wrestling fan, so it's stages. So, yes, everybody starts out as a, a novice fan, as I like to call them. You know what I mean? And then you evolve into a, you know, a smart mark, as people like to call, you know, smart fans. So, you know... Yes, I still think you have to cater to casual wrestling fans. And what entertains casual wrestling fans still entertains me. So, hey, there you go. It's an interesting question because the answer to that really informs all the rest of our answers. Who is the show actually being made for? Who is the target audience? Would the casual audience be just as happy if the show was made for a more hardcore audience? I don't have the answers to any of these questions, but it would be interesting to hear your opinions on this. Well, I'll say this, and we're going to be honest. 
I don't. I don't. I think AEW is giving you an answer if casual wrestling fans are okay with a more hardcore content. Um, you know, specific for more hardcore audience. Because, you know, they, people say AEW is more wrestling related or more for the hardcore fans that want more wrestling. But, you know, you can't, you cannot not want your casual fans. That's how you get kids. That's how you get families. That's how you get the whole family hooked. You know, if one spouse watches wrestling and get the other spouse moderately to watch it every now and then, now the kids are getting brought into it. Now you just cause the whole family to like wrestling. Whereas if it's hardcore content, the wife might be turned off and say, no, it's nothing for me to watch. Why would I want to enjoy this with you? So now the kids can't because why? This is all for adult, adult male. So, yes, you're going to get a stadium packed full of more men or more women who grew up watching wrestling, you know, with their dads who are already more of a hardcore audience who are not as casual. So, no, I don't watch AEW, so I can't really give you know, their wrestling content, whether casual fans will want to view that. But I think WWE does a good job of catering to casual fans. When you bring stars in, which hardcore fans hate that, but casual fans love when Logan Paul comes in. Oh, let me see this. Oh, man, we man by the slam Sami Zayn. It's a meme all over TV. Let me see what they're going to do on Monday. You get views and you get likes and you might turn on your casual wrestling fans to want to watch more. So, enough of my rant about casual wrestling fans. I hope I dive deep enough in <laughs> in that answer to answer your question about casual wrestling fans and how they come and we got a couple more emails coming in and hey I hope they like the answer that was a good detailed answer that I really think. was I liked it hey do you agree disagree uh, or other probably other I have to give it really some thought okay I feel you well we're gonna go on to our next email it comes from none other than New York cow guess Uh-oh. what New York cow you're our second to last email. That means we only have one email left. So guess what, New York Kyle? We're going to get straight to your letter. Yes, sir. In three, count them, two, what, one. Let's go. Take off. Hey, Casual Wrestling family. It's New York Kyle. Back again after what I thought was a pretty awesome WrestleMania and Raw after WrestleMania. The first thing I want to ask is what would you both rate both nights of WrestleMania as two individual scores and also both combined as a whole. All right, let's go. Also, what was your match of the night for each night and match of the night overall? Okay. There's a lot of questions. All right, let's start with the first one. Let's answer the first one. So night one. All right, let's go. I'm sorry, I got to look at it, you guys. That's (laughs) when I read it. Now you're good. All right. First night, night one. How would you rate that? Night (laughs) one? I'm like an eight and a half or nine. I'm up high with it. I'll give it an eight. Give it an eight. Yeah. I'm at eight. I'm at. Mm. Yeah, I when you say eight, mm-hmm. I'm like eight, seven, five. Maybe eight and a half. Let's do eight and a half. You go eight, I go eight and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'm about right there. All right, night two, what you got? 7.25. 725. Ooh. It just, I don't know. It wasn't what I expected completely. I thought it was going to be this grand thing. A bunch of people was going to surprise us. And it was just everybody as expected. I I made a solid eight. I mean, I think it was a solid night. I agree. It was some weak spots. And the only thing is, Roman Reigns, I love him and his match 
it wasn't good, but because I'm a fan of Rope and Reigns, a casual fan, I guess, it kind of, it, it, it dilutes my vision. Like, I, I want to give him a good kudos for the match, even though it was horrible, because he won. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I can see how you say something. What was your, for the night one, what match did you like? Because I'm thinking, you know, Bianca Beckett was good. Charlotte Ronda was okay. I don't know. Cody Self. Wasn't that night one? Or was that night two? No, that was night two. Ooh. Was it night two? I th- yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's going to be a tough choice. Oh, no, that night was one. night one. It was Saturday. Okay, then that's my pick. If that's night one, then yes. Cody right. Self. I yeah. So. Cody Self. No. Did we see that? I thought we seen that with Jackie. Maybe. I'm not sure. Okay, well, we ain't going to get hung up on this. Night two, give me a night. Roman. Oh, even though they had a short match. Even though that's That's what I'm saying. I'm such a fan of Roman. I feel the same way. I'm going to say Roman. Nah, the jackass match. There you go, fans. How you feel about that? That's not a favorite. Now, what's your overall match? Best match overall? So it's got to be between, you said Cody and you said Roman. So who you got? The Cody match was more entertaining. I agree. That Cody match was good. But... All right. There you go. What else we got? Is that it? There it is. Bingo. So we did that. Anyway. Next. On the Raw after WrestleMania, I was wondering what you thought of Elias. Uh, I mean, Ezekiel, <laughs> who was totally a different person and not just Elias with no beard. What you thought about Cody Rhodes' promo. And what did you think about Damian Priest's promo with Edge? I thought the Ezekiel promo was just okay. Cody Rose was great. And Edge, Edge's stuff is just awesome. His new group he is forming and an RK Bro are my two favorite things on Raw. Hey, this is what I'll say. Um, I like the Ezekiel. A lot of people are talking about Ezekiel. Yeah. I'll say this, you guys. You guys are talking about it. He's so apparently they're job. doing something right. Yes, it, it worked. Um... I like it. You know, I really like the Ezekiel thing. He does look different. Hey, I want to see him wrestle. See if he improved in the ring. Um, Cody does a great job on promos. I like Cody. You know, he he's the guy. And what was the last point? What was that to Cody? Um, Edge. Edge. How awesome. Shout out. Now. Shout out and to Edge. Group coming soon. Edge is on. He's doing a great job. And Damian Priest. Now, I feel like he let the crowd kind of take over his promo. But that's okay. He's still young. He's learning. But Edge is on another level. So let's keep going. Also, do you guys think that Cody Rhodes will be the one to beat Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship? I think it should be either him or Drew McIntyre. And I agree if it's anybody. Well, there you go. Miss Casual Wrestling fans agree. If anyone. Drew or Cody. Um... I'll say this. Once again, you guys are writing in about this, too. So, WWE is really making good choices. I mean, they brought back Cody. And, and Cody, you guys already want to see Cody Roman? I do, too. I wish they would have bypassed self, you know, Cody and just went straight to Roman. I'd have been fine with that. But I agree. You know, Cody, Roman, I'm here for it. If it's not The Rock... If they can't get the rock for WrestleMania 39 in LA, it's got to be Cody Rhodes. It's got to be. And he's got to drop the bill to Cody Rhodes. So let's keep going. One more thing. Or what do you think? I'm I saying. forgot to mention is do you guys think MVP turning on Bobby Lashley was a good thing? 
I personally think it was because even though Bobby Lashley and MVP I thought were a great team, Bobby Lashley is fine on his own, and Omos really needs a mouthpiece. I think that's it. Sorry if this feels rushed for you guys. I honestly forgot you were on the mailbag again and have to work, so I literally wrote all of this really quick in my 15-minute lunch break. So thank you guys for always making this takeover mailbag awesome, and I'll be back next week. And I'll talk to you guys directly back on the Backlash Takeover Mailbag. Peace. Peace signs and emoji. Shout out to New York, Kyle. Thank you, New York, Kyle. We like when you write in too, man. Thank you, man. We look forward to it. That's why you part of the Casual Wrestling Crew, sir. And he is dedicated. Y'all see that? That's right. 15-minute lunch break. That's right. He wrote that. He wrote in. Get like New York, Kyle. Probably every second. See them. That's dedication. That's dedication. I love it. Um, As far as MVP printing on Bobby... I agree. It's great for Omos. I think Omos, he's the winner in this. Omos wins the most because he's got the most to gain. Bobby gained a lot from MVP. MVP is going to take another person under his wing. And I think he can turn Omos into a a literal monster who's going to go out here and start destroying people and could be a future champ. So let's get ready for that. Um, Boop, boop, boop. And he says he's ready for podcast backlash. Ah. See, they already getting ready for podcast backlash. I want you guys to hashtag podcast backlash after this. But we are on to the last letter. Let me triple check. Just make sure didn't nobody else sneak in that we didn't know about. That's right. Uh oh, guess what? No, 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 no. It's the last letter. And I bet they can guess who it's from. Yeah. I'm not even gonna tell them. We're just gonna read it. I'm not going to tell you who it's from. We're just going to read the mystery person's letter here in three, two, one. And back at it again for the second week in a row on the Mailbag Show, none other than Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan and the TakeOver crew. On this special occasion called WrestleMania 38, both night one and night two in the most stupendous the most stupendous premium live event to hit the WWE Network and Peacock. We are back on this unofficial, official, unofficial WWE podcast mailbag takeover. Shout out to the takeover crew of New York Kyle. Woo! The number one resident heel, Owen. Hey, Owen, you need to reach out to us. We ain't heard from you in a while, buddy. Right. The living legend of professional wrestling, Tommy's. Tommy is. Shout out to you, buddy. What's up? The doctor of all doctors, DGB. Dr. BGB, shout out to you. What's up, homie? And most importantly, most importantly, the ringleader, the head honcho, the one that keeps the takeover crew together like a well-oiled old machine, Matt's daughter, the one and only Hannah. Shout out to her. With that being said, and before I go on a never-ending tangent, let's talk about WrestleMania. Let's go. So, as I last mentioned last week on the Mailbag Takeover, here are the answers to the WrestleMania questions. What is your favorite WrestleMania card from top to bottom? My favorite WrestleMania card from top to bottom is WrestleMania 20 on that WrestleMania card in Madison Square Garden. You had a star-studded roster of established stars like Triple H, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Kane, The Rock, Mick Foley, Kurt Angle, Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, and a bad guy by the name of Brock Lesnar. 
And up-and-coming stars like John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, Renee Dupree from La Resistance. You had matches like Brock versus Goldberg, Eddie versus Kurt Angle, The Undertaker versus Kane, The Rock and Sock Connection versus Evolution in a handicap match, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Benoit versus Triple H. You also had two Fatal 4-Way Tag Team title matches with the winners being Booker T and Rob Van Dam, World Tag Team Champs, and two cool tag team of Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati, WWE Tag Team Champs. What is your favorite non-title wrestling match of all time at WrestleMania? My favorite non-title wrestling match at WrestleMania, it's a tie for me with Undertaker versus Kane, WrestleMania 20, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25, Rock versus Hogan, WrestleMania 18, and recently Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania 38. Hey, that's a good one right there. And I like the Rock, Rock Hogan. Yes. Because the fans was in it. That's, I love their fans' interactions. All right, keep going. What is your favorite title wrestling match of all time at WrestleMania? My favorite title wrestling match at WrestleMania is also a tie for me. This was hard to choose. Just one? I got the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys versus Edge and Christian in TLC match for the WWF Tag Team titles. WrestleMania 17. Stone Cold versus The Rock in a no DQ for the WWF Championship. WrestleMania 17. Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. WrestleMania 20. Undertaker versus Edge for the World Heavyweight title. WrestleMania 24. Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda in a winner-take-all title match. WrestleMania 35. And recently, Becky versus Bianca for the Raw Women's Championship. WrestleMania 38. And from the past years, who was your favorite wrestler? Hold on, we can do match. Uh, I think, DJ, you forgot... uh... Sasha versus Bianca, don't you? Uh-huh. So, yeah, add that to the list, but keep going. And from the past years, who was your favorite wrestler that made you excited to watch WrestleMania? Undertaker, how about yes, you? Yes, Undertaker, of course. <laughs> Hands down, what? <laughs> My favorite wrestler from the past that made me excited to watch WrestleMania was The Undertaker before his undefeated streak ended. Mm-hmm. I started watching WrestleMania and WWE casually off and on from 1999 to 2001. Then I really got into watching WrestleMania and WWE from 2002 all the way to 2010. Then I came back to watching WWE casually from 2019 after watching the Incredible Women's Triple Threat match of Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte at WrestleMania 35. Then, when I discovered this awesome, awesome podcast, the WWE Unofficial Podcast, I was hooked ever since the WWE and WrestleMania. Sorry for the soapbox storyline of my wrestling fandom, but I just wanted to let y'all know that I wasn't always a diehard wrestling fan. Because at the end of the day, pro wrestling is our escape from reality. Am I right? Or am I right? You're totally right, DJ. And and you know, that goes to a point that I told the, what was the last Steve L guy. It's like I said, you know, you becoming a, a wrestling fan is an evolution. 
you know, almost all fans start off casual. No, I don't, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a few fans that get hooked and just automatically start watching everything wrestling. Mm -hmm. But for most fans, I'm pretty sure it takes a little time to get to know wrestlers, to kind of find wrestlers that you identify with, that you can root for, that you can get behind. And then you start getting deep and want to know the backstage and the stories and become smart marks. So you're totally right. I love your evolution as a wrestling fan, sir. And hey, let's continue with this letter. Okay, enough said on that. Let's get to some of the memorable matches and segments that I enjoyed from WrestleMania 38. Firstly, I gotta say WrestleMania 38 night one was my favorite night of the most stupendous WrestleMania. But at the same time, it went past midnight up here in the East Coast. But when you love wrestling so much, time can take a backseat because we get... Because we... We got all the time in the world to enjoy wrestling. Match of the night for me in night one is a tie between Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins Mm -hmm. and Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed both matches, and I will definitely rewatch these two matches from time to time. Bianca definitely deserved to win the Raw Women's title and become a two-back Women's World Champion with a WrestleMania record of 2-0. But, ah, man, another loss for Seth Rollins. What more does Seth Rollins have to do to finally get a win on WrestleMania? He currently has a record of 6-4, and and his last win being against Brock Lesnar in 2018. The surprise match of night one for me was Drew versus Baron Corbin. And then, and then, We had Stone Cold Steve Austin returning in what I first thought was a talk show segment with Kevin Owens. But when I saw Kevin Owens come out in his wrestling gear, I was like, this is going to be some sort of match. But what kind of match I thought. During the course of the No Holds Barred match, I was a little concerned for Stone Cold when he took a bump outside the ring. Mm -hmm. Since he really hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania 19. But when it was all said and done, Stone Cold ended the night with a stunner to Kevin Owens. And a 1-2-3, Stone Cold wins, Stone Cold wins to end night one. And the fans home happy. That's right. He really did. And to go over a couple points real quick, I like the Stone Cold part. It was really good. Didn't you like that part? Yes. Um. Yes, Bianca is 2-0 at WrestleMania. Shout out to Bianca. Woo-woo, back to yeah. back. And you brought this up earlier about Seth Rollins taking another loss at... Um, WrestleMania. Like, that's really it bad. It's really discouraging. You know, and, and you, like I said, you would think this is a guy that the fans want to see as champ. You would think they'd be putting him on that trajectory, but right. let's continue. Shinsuke and Rick Boogs should have won the SmackDown Tag Team titles if it wasn't for Boogs' injury. Logan Paul was really good in the ring, super athletic, and if he decided to pursue wrestling full-time, he would make an awesome heel in the WWE. Yes! But come on, miss. Why would you turn on your tag team partner? Night 2 of WrestleMania 38? Match of the night for me? And Night 2 was definitely the opening match to start the show. RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy for the Raw Tag Team Titles. All three of these tag teams have really good in-ring chemistry, but I just wish that Alpha Academy won back the titles. 
Surprised match of the night definitely was Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn <laughs> in an anything goes match. Yes. Oh my goodness, this match was so hilarious. Yes. That I laughed so hard my chest started hurting. Yes. And yes, yes, it wasn't a five star traditional classic match, but this match was a good comedy sick from when the first two matches. Wrestling doesn't always have to be serious. No. It's good to have a couple of laughs. Yes. Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, and the Knoxville crew did a great job. Yes. So many hilarious spots in this match. And then we got Wee Man. Wee Man. <laughs> yes, Wee Man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wee Man giving Sami Zayn a body slam. So good. Anyway. It, it was so funny. Great match. I give it five stars. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, before I go on another tangent, if you want a couple of laughs from a hard day's work, please watch this match of Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville because it's definitely exceeding my expectations. Mm-hmm. Okay, now back to wrestling. Bobby Lashley versus Omos was a pretty good match. It's solidified and established that Bobby Lashley is officially a babyface, and Omos has a lot to learn and improve. Since he is now aligned with the MVP. Mm-hmm. And I think he will learn a lot from MVP. Omos will be put in a great situation and it'll do nothing but help Omos become a better wrestler. The Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory match was good as well. I already saw from NXT that Pat McAfee is really good in the ring. While Austin Theory continues to lose on main event style quality matches. But to me, the whole cluster bleep happened after that match when Vince McMahon took off his shirt, <laughs> challenged Pat McAfee to a match. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. 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 No beeping way. Mm-hmm. Vince is going to go along with this match. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, <laughs> we see a 70 plus year old man make Pat McAfee look weak. LOL. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me, Pat McAfee? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? You lose a match to a 70-something-year-old man. Oh, man, shaking my head. Then we get to Stone Cold Steve Austin to come to Pat's rescue to even the odds and give Austin Theory a stunner. This McMahon a stunner, which looked funny as bleep. Mm-hmm. And then closing the segment with Stone Cold giving Byron a stunner and then Pat getting a stunner. Oh, hell yeah. It felt like 1999 all over again. Thank you, Cole. Thank you, Stone Cold. Thank you, Stone Cold. I almost forgot we had a major title versus title match after the segment. Y'all would disagree with me, but I felt that this match of Brock versus Roman was kind of underwhelming because of all the hype the WWE labeled the greatest mania match of all time. Plus, on the Raw and SmackDown, go home shows there weren't any face-to-face interactions between the two challengers don't get me wrong it was a good match and the right challenger won but i felt like a combination of the stone cold segment and the hype that the wwe made for this match overshadowed the actual match itself and then the rock didn't even show up after the match i think roman was legitimately injured during the course of the match either from the spear of the Brock Lesnar Kimura lock, hence probably the reason that the match ended earlier. Anyway, in your new undisputed WWE Universe, 
champion of the world, Roman Reigns stands supreme holding both title belts to close the show. And with that being said, good night, everybody. Thanks again, Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan and the TakeOver crew. Take care, everyone. This is DJ Kuzmo signing off until next time. Peace. Shout out to DJ Kuzmo. And guess what? Great letter as always. Thank you, Kuzmo. Um, we totally agree with you. Roman supposedly and Brock um, suffered an injury during the match, which is why the match was shortened. And like you said, I'm pretty sure. I just wish we could have seen what it would have been fully. But hey, guys, guess what? It's the end of the WrestleMania Aftermath Mailbag Takeover Aww. Show. We made it. Yay. So you guys won't hear from us again until Podcast Backlash, which will be coming up the week of WrestleMania Backlash, which I think is coming up in May, if I'm not mistaken. Awesome. So stay tuned. Matt to give you the updates. Um, we love coming to you guys live Thank here. You. Um, you got anything you want to leave them with, bro? Um, no, just you guys enjoy the beginning of spring and we cannot wait to talk to you soon we can't um i hope you guys enjoy this after wrestlemania wrestling get ready for podcast backlash coming up soon and we'll talk to you next time bye thanks for listening to the wwe podcast don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.